what's going on, all you beautiful people? So I just sat down and talked with Miss Leanne Hutchison. We had a wonderful talk. Now, full disclosure, we bounced around like a ping pong game. Left, right, sideways, up, down. Oh, man, so just hold on tight. You know, we will change subjects on you before a sentence is finished. So just be ready for that. But uh, that's what happens when you when you get two creative minds like ours that are bouncing around on topics all inside our head. It was a good time, though. Uh, I will forewarn you, the, sh- the show is actually going to get cut a little bit short. For those watching the stream, y'all might have noticed that uh, my microphone started acting really, really weird at about 2 hours and 15 minutes. So, uh, yeah, it's going to get cut a little short because of that. Um, I'll try to uh, do the best I can to make it end in a nice place, but uh, we went on, I, I, you know, I had a few people on stream tell me the mic was messed up at that point, though. I'm invested and there ain't a whole lot I can do about it. So, but we still had a great conversation. We talked for almost three hours. Um, I'll probably have about two hours and 15 minutes or maybe a little less here for you today. Um, but thank you everybody that showed up for the stream. Uh, I think that's fun. We're going to do that every Monday night. That's just where we're going to do it. It's a guarantee. Um, this episode will still come out on YouTube uh, probably by Friday. That's my goal is to have it out by Friday. Um, but you're listening to the audio version now, and I sure am thankful that you're here. It was a great time talking to Leanne. Let's see. As always, this uh, this episode of The Mockingbird is brought to you by Just a Fan for Photography and rockofpages.com. Um, Carrie Hood over at Just a Fan Photography. She's a wonderful photographer, a wonderful music supporter, a good friend. So if you need your pictures taken, hit her up. Just a Fan Photography on Facebook. Uh, on Facebook, it is actually facebook.com slash Carrie Hood Photos, and Carrie is spelled C-A-R-E-Y. And then Rock of Pages is her husband, Charlie. Do you need a website? Do you need one really bad? Do you deserve a website? Are you out there working super hard and you're trying to pay your bills and you're like, man, I really need a website, but I can't afford it? Well, then you need to hit, you need to hit up Charlie. Now, you got to fit those other requirements. you got to be working hard and you got to deserve it. But if you do, he will build you a one-page website for 100% for free. You do have to buy your own URL. But, you know, if like I've said this before, if you're using your name or something really simple, you can probably pick that up for five bucks or less. So make sure you make that happen. That is rockofpages.com, and uh, that's a great name for a website, if I do say so myself. All right, that's it. I'm done. I'm not going to talk anymore. That's the intro. Uh, This Friday, make sure you, uh, let's see, tonight, if you're listening to this when it comes out on Wednesday, uh, I just totally fibbed. I am going to talk some more. Uh, if you're listening to this on Wednesday when it drops, I'll be at Mad Life Stage and Studios filling in for Miss Amanda Roark uh, from 6 to 9 on the patio at Mad Life. Um, then Sunday, I'll be back there 2 to 5. And then Mr. Ethan Phillips joins me this Sunday at the Hog and Ale. And Ethan is an amazing songwriter, great guitar player, super nice guy. Do not miss it. Do not miss it. Um, I really want to get some more people out to see these shows. They're amazing, beautiful songs, beautiful songwriters, beautiful people. Like, just come on, come on. It's a little bit hard to park at, but other than that, we will have you covered. So that's the Hog Nail in Marietta, Georgia. All right, now, and that show's from 7 to 8.30 every Sunday. All right, I'm going to shut up now. 
Uh, I hope you enjoy this time I spent with Miss Leanne Hutchinson, and uh, I love every single one of y'all. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Mockingbird, squeaky chairs and all. Miss Leanne Hutchinson is my guest. I know. Everybody always says I should get rid of the squeaky chairs. It's not going to happen. <laughs> not going to happen. The thought crossed my mind and I was like, eh. It's not going to happen. It's, it's wonderful. I like my squeaky chairs. So, give everybody the Cliff Notes version. Who is Leanne? Cliff Notes. Who is Leanne? <sighs> Telling the people today. Now, um, well, I I was born and raised here, mm-hmm. just uh, down the way in Roswell, basically for most of my life, and have bounced around Atlanta in the suburbs. Yeah. Since then, and I've been a musician. I like to think of it my whole life as a musician, but actually, like taking um, time to learn an instrument. Not until I, I started playing guitar when I was 16 and songwriting and um, really honing my craft in my bedroom alone, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's like, how we all started, right? Yeah, like I, would, I had these like Sarah McLaughlin books because I was like, you know, my teens when Sarah McLaughlin hit really she's big. She's still great. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. She's, she's just got that voice. Um, and she's a very strong female figure, yeah. you know. Her and I love Tori Amos too. So I like actually had a couple of their musical books, and we just look at the the diagrams of the chords, and then just practice the chords off of that. I never actually ended up really learning those songs until I was like yeah. much older, right? Because I didn't have the patience yeah. to practice. Yeah. But I got I, I I made enough patience to learn how to play the chords, and then I was like, I write my own songs. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I turned. I was like, I'm not gonna play other people's songs. Right. Oh yeah. I write my own songs. I'm good. Sarah. <laughs> Sarah McLaughlin is one of the first, like, from that generation of female song. Like, it was you know you had. I was trying to think. Like she was a. I was. I can't argue. I cannot articulate tonight. Not that I ever can. It's been one of those Mondays, man. I hear you. Especially Um, having any alcohol, it's probably made my tongue swell, and I'll be like. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like for example, for now, like right right now, we have the High Woman. We have yes, you know the new Tanya Tucker. There's so much, and I think kind of then when when was Sarah McLaughlin would have been what like. When, would, when did she really come to fame? Like she, she's. I think she really started getting more notoriety in ninety three, ninety four when she released "Fumbling Towards Ecstasy." Was it that which, long? Yeah, that was the one. Yeah, I guess it was. Yeah. That was the one that I got. Like, I was gonna guess to. like two thousand one. No, she hit, she hit huge it, in like ninety eight with "Ecstasy." Okay. Okay. Huge. Like, she blew up and had okay. Lilith Fair. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me know now. Let me know now. Well, that's a, well, you know what, though? I feel like it's kind of like a cyclical thing that's, I think it's kind of coming back around, which is good. I'm super stoked about it. Me too. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, there's there's so many incredible female musicians around here. and Oh, man, yeah. I had no idea, and I, like, I started meeting, like, you know, Katie Martin and Jeannie yeah. and Karen when I started playing out a couple of years ago and really making more of an effort towards it and I was just like wait wait you play music you have dogs you write songs yeah wait you do the 
we have so much in common. Yeah. Oh my God. Like I've been looking for community for so right. long, you know? Right. And I'm not really a church kind of a person. Yeah. Um, I can I can go every now and again, uh, but the minute you start shoving it down my throat, I'm like, oh my god, I want to peel my skin off. Um, I, I totally understand that. I mean, it's yeah, I got. I don't know what it is. I don't. My parents got divorced, and I was like, I don't. Christianity does not make sense to me. Right. It does not make sense to me anymore. Um, because you know, it's one of those moments where you're just like, whoa, my life is not my life. Yeah. So, and that was a lot to process at 12. But I digress. Um, anyway, so I'm from Atlanta. Let's <laughs> sip some tea here. Yeah, yeah, some, some tea. Like the kids say. Yeah, some tea. On my TikTok. On the, on the TikTok. I'm a, I, I have a TikTok, but I never put anything on Dude. it. Dude. I just follow the amazing, um, what's the, what, the, I don't know the word for it. It's a it's a it's a weird world in the TikTok Ooh, land. Man, like one minute you're you're watching like this teenager that's like you, you need to hear this today. You are yeah. awesome in some yeah. like really like up tempo like pop song. Right. And then you flip it and it's like some really angry mom with an autistic child that's like <gasps> and then the next is like some angry like woman who's like mad about like some injustice and then it's like and that's like I'm like I'm all shades of these people at some point yeah, in my yeah, life. Yeah. Well and then you'll flip and then it'll be somebody like doing a dance video in their in like their driveway. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know? The like, new crazy or like super have you, crazy. Have you seen the the smashing the the big um the galvanite no 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 ah, what are the big smashy things? Big powerful like man drill not a not a drill but it's like a like, power hammer kind of thing. Kinda it it like literally it can smash anything. Like they Oh t- like a trash compactor kind of thing? No, it's not a compactor, it's like I can't I'll have to send you one of the yeah. videos. But um it, they will go and they will like smash everything like they smashed a um hydro flask like just straight down yeah like it's and it's really relaxing to watch it's like that asmr stuff yeah yeah i I can get down with some asmr yeah me too i I totally can there's there's entire channels on twitch we're streaming right now that are 100 percent dedicated that they even make microphones yep it happens every episode It'll happen again. That's Huckleberry. Hug, I love you. It's Huckleberry saying hello. Um, <laughs> there you go. Hi, buddy. He, uh, he does every episode. My friend. It's okay, buddy. If, if he would just come in and be cool. What does he totally, do when he comes in here? Well, he would, he would be trying to get in your lap. Uh, so I would just need to sit on the ground yeah. where the people couldn't see me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Y'all need to see my Monday night face. <laughs> yeah. No, no. That's all right. I, I came pretty much straight from work. So that's why I was downstairs washing my hands. I was like, oh, Lord. Like, I didn't realize just how dirty they were. Oh, God, that's fine. Are you yeah. kidding? My husband works for the National Park. Uh, As a maintenance man. Yeah, he gets dirty, too. Ooh, yeah, he's like, it. I had to clean out diarrhea out of the sink. In the women's bathroom today. In the women's bathroom. Yes. And That's not what I was expecting. And me either, but I'm like, well, maybe it was some lady with a kid, and she just was, like, rushing oh, her kid in. And, like you know, in him off. I don't know. I was trying to, you know, be empathetic while also secretly being like, mm, that's what you get for being kind of a turd to me last night. Karma. He was... I don't even remember... He was being a little spunky about something, but I'm Marriage pretty spunky. Is fun, right? Man, it is. <laughs> He's, it's very forgiving, though, I find. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. 
uh, we're about to celebrate our four-year anniversary on uh, Friday. Oh, really? Yeah. So y'all haven't been married that much less than us. Ours is, we'll be six years in May. Oh, cool. Wow, that's We've cool. been together for six years. We've been together for 11 or 12. I just, I feel like marriage, like when you talk about how long you've been married, it's like, why do we omit that time before? Like, yeah. that doesn't matter. Well, that led up to the decision to get married in the first right? place, right? So there's got to be some value in that horseshit. There has to be. Why don't we acknowledge that? So, like, I mean, being married for four years is important, but I'm like, but we've been together for six, so yeah. it's fun. not my longest relationship yet, but we're, we're going for the gold. Our, oh, it's definitely my longest marriage. My first one only lasted nine months, so oh, I'm yeah. rocking and rolling. Bam, bam, bam. I'm thinking about writing a marriage counseling Jeez. book after almost six straight years. I mean, Ooh. anybody that can put up with me that long. You could put together a whole series online and have a subscription service. <laughs> I could. Put all these different videos up. Oh, man. You're striking. Don't give me another idea, Leanne. Don't give me another oh, idea. Oh, man, man, I'm full of them. Uh, me too. I, and I, and I, when do they hit you? What time of day? Randomly. It's super random. Most of the time, because I will go on like a deep dive down like... A YouTube. I'll go into a rabbit hole on YouTube in a minute. For yeah. example, yesterday my show at Mad Life was canceled because it was rainy and cold out, which I was totally fine with. I could use the Sunday afternoon off. Yeah. But I took the time, like I'm trying to learn Adobe After Effects. Mm. That's incredible. I mean, are you doing the tutorials? Yeah. So are you it, using Creative Cloud? Yes. I just. Oh, so great. Why didn't you ever tell me about that? How dare you? Uh, Y'all are that. No, no. Mm mm. Mm mm. You. Group members, uh, yeah, Atlanta I'm, Music Accountability group members, if you're <laughs> listening, y'all are hoarding your information. I know some of y'all are out there, and you might listen to this. I should have shared this in the group. No, it's fine. I would have to take it down. Oh, that's right. <laughs> well, you could have shared it in the group. No, I would. No, say, that's right. You can't. No, either. I can't. I've been See? such. I've been such a. You know what? I had to get a little. Ugly with some people too. On yours, on the Mockingbird, on the group page, they kept Mm -hmm. posting like their videos and stuff. I'm like, I mean, if this is for no, but you know, I wouldn't mind it. Like, for example, if you'd have posted a video this week because you're going to be on here, yeah, totally cool. I'd be like, hey, she's going to be on the show, but just randomly putting up your shows, like, why? Yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, it's. I've had I had I've had to kick out a couple people out of the group. Like one dude was just intense. Yeah. Oh yeah. One I remember he was that. just like real I don't I like I I I tried to talk to him and understand where he was coming from and I tried to be open and understanding and empathetic and yeah. he probably does not think I was that way at all. But he had his opinions and I get where he's coming from. But it was just like I would prefer it to like be a place where people can come and just share. Um, or we're the Atlanta Musician Accountability Group, which is a group I started earlier this year. Sorry for yeah. backstory. We're not telling you any of this. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it's a group I started earlier this year because I was in real estate for a while. And real estate is really what made me shift gears and really go hard and more serious with wanting to do music because there I was mid 30s. Yeah. Try another career. You know, invest in all this time and money into it. And 
when I really started getting into it and like peeling back all the layers of work and things that you have to learn and put into place and the things that you have to become very good at, it was like uh, a good majority of that information could be applied to a totally different product something I actually believed in yeah. and that I didn't have to have people calling me at 6.30 at night saying can you show me this house yeah totally I get it Ooh, that just is not my, that's not a life for me like I'm no. way too high like anxiety for that yeah that would drive me crazy too. and I want to help everybody but it's and it's like hard for me to draw the line on that stuff but I just got I started thinking and I was like making these fun videos and I was getting some positive feedback about the videos I was making I was like you know what I hate this. Yeah. <laughs> I hate real estate so much. I was laying in bed with my husband and I was like, baby, do you care if I quit? I really hate this. Like, I hate this. He's like, no. Because I, I mean, I, I had no life since I got into real estate, since I got into school. Yeah. Got through school. Like, I had gone from, like, you know, having a more chill schedule sure. to having to work, you know, all the time and then go to school and then study constantly yeah. and having no social life and then getting into real estate you have to go and be present and available and learning mm-hmm. and, and putting stuff together in your off time you never stop working I'm like okay I get that I'm the kind of person like I always want to do stuff but I'd yeah. much rather do what I'm happy doing and I also have a business already where I teach preschool music right? and I love it well there you go like it makes me feel like sunshine inside yeah. you know and I, I just I would start to really like seriously think about like not seeing these kids that I've known since they were like little little babies little caterpillars wrapped up in their little whatever their baby things are I'm not a mom I don't know those things they look like little caterpillars but they're so cute and they just like drool all over themselves yeah. and they try to sing la la's with me from the time they're infants and I get to see a lot of them grow up to like pre-k Yeah. and I just like I would just and it takes a special person to be able to do that too I mean and if that fits your who you are then yeah that would be yeah I can definitely see that I don't know that I could ever not do it like even um I don't have expectations of grandeur like I don't I know this is not 1998 anymore and I'm not going to be on MTV yeah Um, yeah well I mean think about it did MTV do anybody any really that good I mean, the music video, I do miss the good music video. Yeah. I do miss that. People, like, they only want to see that if they're super fans, from what I'm starting to learn online. Yeah, you might be right. They don't, like, and it needs to be something that they can relate to, because, like, it's a certain brand and a certain person that's looking for very, like, we're, as, as artists, I've heard in some of the marketing stuff I've listened to, is that we are there trying to show people <laughs> like I we have an existential need like that they like we have we have what they're looking for existentially yeah. but they don't even know they're looking right. for it until they I can see that you know I'm trying to articulate myself but no I know I. exactly what you mean though <laughs> um and, and that makes sense because I've had that experience with so many different musicians and artists so yeah um that makes yeah. sense though I mean they're writing a sentence that you couldn't write down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I can understand that totally. Yeah, so, but, yeah, so, I got into real estate, hated it, decided to shift my focus on all of that, and my business with teaching, I was able to get that really up full-time, and, which by full-time, it's, you know, it's a, it's like three days a week, really, and then I can use the rest of the week to kind of work on my 
my other music and um i could be working a little bit more and making a little bit more money but i don't want to stress myself out and get sick yeah which i get sick all the time now well you're around kids all the time yeah i didn't it didn't used to be this bad but also i wasn't working this much with kids i was doing another job helping my mom with her business when i first started my company yeah so it was more just kind of for fun Mm -hmm. and um then it (laughs) became like the real deal and it's like I wasn't staying over as long and like now it's like I get in we do our thing even though I love the kids but right. it's um it changes when it becomes a main source of income yeah yeah it does I mean it changes when like hey I've got this whatever 30 minutes an hour to do this one thing and then I've got to go do that again somewhere else it becomes a thing yeah sometimes a grind but yeah but you know not you know you see all this stuff online now about enjoy the grind I think that's true to some extent I do like there are so many people that talk about well don't work yourself to death don't do this don't do that I think it really depends on what you decide to do yeah you know like with the kids that's not a grind to you it's only it's only a grind when I'm sick yeah like honestly well, yeah. and then I'm like oh, I love y'all but right. don't touch me <laughs> I don't yeah. want your germs um, no they're, their kids are so, they're so much fun like when they are singing and their musical notes and they know their notes like I had one parent um, that I just kind of recognized how interested her son was and let her know just in passing very casually when I saw her when I was leaving the school and he was my student from the time he was 18 months to the time he was five. And then his sister Sophia was my student. She just went to another school, so she's four now. But Sophia and Adam take piano lessons now. And their piano teacher's like, where did they learn their notes? And their mom told them, you know, it was me. And I was like, that's cool. Like, so tell me, literally tell me what you do like for, with an 18-month old. Like, I can understand once they, you know. Tell, tell me. I mean, literally, tell me. What is... Okay, so... What does this entail? Because okay. I don't know. I, I'm super interested. Okay, so the model for my business is mm-hmm. I am... And anybody that has a child in a daycare will understand this. Um, I'm the enrichment program. Most schools don't have a music teacher on staff. Okay. Um, and especially in preschools and stuff. So they'll bring in they'll bring in a music teacher. They'll bring in ballet. They'll bring in karate. They'll bring in yoga instructors. They'll bring in um, technology. You know, like really? all kinds of different little enrichment things. Like are these private schools or public yeah, schools? Yeah, they're okay. all private. Okay. Um, I don't think there's really any public preschools. I don't know. There might yeah, be. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. You're right. Um, You're right. Probably not. Which, it, I... I just thought school. Dude, It's pre- been a long time since I was in a school. That age is so important, too. Oh, it's totally, yeah. So important. And those teachers get shh. I mean, we were downstairs in the kitchen talking about elementary school and things, and I told you I couldn't remember any of that, but I could remember in preschool getting to pretend to be a monkey in a barrel and roll around stage. <laughs> yeah. So it's important. Right. So the first time I was a monkey in a barrel on stage was in preschool, and now I made a life out of it. It's so, I mean, but like it's that early in life yeah, that you it means can, something. You can like I see that in those kids, right? I see yeah. that sparkle, and I see like the ones that that can keep a beat really well, and yeah. the ones that sit there, and even though they're all over the place and yeah. jumping, and like, what is this? Go! What is the next one? Right? You know, like where do we play? You know, cause, so okay. Getting back to it though, of what you asked me was what? How? How does it work? So. So I, I teach in private preschools. Okay. And 
either the school will pay me directly okay. or the parents will pay me. Okay. And uh, the parents pay me um, monthly and so does the school. And I go in and teach about a 30-minute class in most cases. If I'm going into the school, usually I'll just like do like two hours at a time. Mm-hmm. And I do it straight through. Mm-hmm. I might pee. Probably not. <laughs> um, excuse me. I'm like twitchy. That's okay. I may have had about eight shots of espresso. Through the day, so I'm like, you gotta, have, you gotta do what you can do to get through the day. Mercy, mercy. <laughs> um, no, my my Dunkin' people. Sorry, Starbucks. I love y'all. I doubt any of y'all will see that. I used to go to Starbucks all the time at my house, but Dunkin's closed right now and it's cheaper. Anyway, I'm not a coffee guy. No. You shouldn't be. Don't be. Don't. Do Every once, I'm a I'm a diet coke in the morning. I know that's not good. It's not normal, but that's what I do. I mean. And then I, that's it. Excuse me while I sip this. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, we all got our little thing. I mean, I will drink coffee. The only time I really drink coffee on a regular basis when I worked on the cattle ranch and there was no option mm-hmm. for anything else and I would literally get up at like 4 o'clock in the morning I would make you had to whoever was the first one up had to make coffee for everybody so you make the coffee and you made it super strong and I would pour the cup I would set the cup on a counter I would go do all the things I had to do which might last an hour and I so the coffee would be cold and then I would literally hold my breath chug it wow. and then walk out and get on my horse and ride away because <laughs> I hated it so much now that I'm a little bit older and like I can enjoy like a good cup of coffee that was yeah. like Folgers you know where you're supposed to put whatever three or four scoops it was eight I mean it was it was yeah, yeah. But anyway, sorry. No, 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 I, got, no. I get on tangent sometimes. Coffee, yeah. No, coffee is uh, definitely an addiction of mine. Yeah. Like, an espresso specifically, and I like it black. And, um... Yeah, it's it's a lifestyle, unfortunately. It's and I don't. It's not good for my health either. Like, there's definitely worse things. There are, but like, you know, I don't. I hit. I'm 37 now. I hit 35, and things started changing. I started slowing. Well, 35 down. is when it hits. I mean, now I don't know from a female perspective, but for me, at 35 is when things like started hurting that didn't hurt before like where things just you know oh i'm 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 my whole shoulder is jacked right yeah. now i don't know i i think it's from carrying instruments and stuff because Could be. okay yeah we can go back to that in a second oh yeah I we'll got, get back i'm my own roadie but, so yeah, i'm carrying I understand that i carry like all different kinds of instruments so uh, so my whole thing is when i go into the schools I'll usually spend 30 minutes or so with the older kids. So, and that's at like three to five, I'll spend about 30 minutes with that age. And yeah. then anywhere from 10 to 25 minutes with the infants just depends on what the school wants. And I'll let them. So, what do you do with an infant? With an infant, I will go in and um, play, like you would, you would think, like, they, you had to go and be real timid and careful and quiet with them. No, man. No, I don't They want to so. rock out. Yeah? They want to rock out. So, yeah, I'll just do, like... So, you p- literally play for them, or...? Yeah, I'll just do, like, nursery rhymes to start out with okay. a, a song that I wrote for kids. And I open every single class up with it for the most part. Sometimes if I'm just not feeling it, like... Do you have a recording of this song? I do. Can you send it to me? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's on iTunes and everything. Oh, then I'll just buy it. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to buy it. I'm going to put it on this episode while oh, I'm okay. saying that. Oh, no, well, let me... I recorded it so long ago, and I have two other songs that are up that I... Well, you pick one that you want, and we'll put it on the podcast. I don't want any of those on there. They're okay. not where my head is. Oh, well, then maybe. Okay. No, I'll... Um, no, okay, so no, the Hello, it's called Hello, Hello. 
And um, if you have kids, let your kids hear it. It's pretty silly. I mean, it's just like a hello song, you know, say hi to the boys, say hi to the girls, um, which I'm actually thinking about writing something that's a little bit more inclusive and a little yeah. bit more gender, genderless specific. Yeah, I'm one of those. I will. I don't care what you want me to call you. Just let me know. Yeah, that's where I'm at with it. I don't care at all. Like, just let me know. Don't be uh, mad at me if I say the wrong right, thing. Yeah. Don't don't jump down my throat because all you had to be is like, yeah. Or if I do call you the wrong thing, just say, hey, I prefer this. Yeah. Cool. We're cool. It's. I don't yeah. judge. I'm. I'm. I've always been a very huge supporter of the now the LGBTQIA uh, yeah, community. I can't remember it all. Um, I believe that's what it is. But I now. want you to know, I love all of you. Seriously. That's it. Like, I'm Leanna's here. You get kicked out of your house, come to my house. I'll take care of you. I don't care. Yeah, all I'm just just be cool. Yeah, and, then, and, and I don't care who. Yeah, I totally don't care. Yeah, and, and I mean I, that in the sweetest way possible. Yeah, like, be you. Just don't. The only thing I have a problem with is don't get mad at me if I mess right. up. Right. Yeah, and with, like with the kids, I don't. That's probably oh, no. an even an issue. But yeah, like I do think about that with the kids and with the where the the barometer of the world is and things like that. Um, because I teach in town, yeah. so I teach all different kinds of kids kids and I, as we were talking earlier I teach a couple of different celebrities yeah. kids and have run-ins with them and I always put my foot in my mouth because I don't realize who they are you know what though if I would which I will never be a celebrity but if I was I think I would actually enjoy that if somebody didn't know who I was the the musician and um I'm I'm I doubt they would care if I mentioned it. Well, I don't know. You can tell me after the show. Yeah. The, well, the the musician there, he's he's really, really nice. Like, he was walking down the hall, and he saw me with my guitar, and he was singing, kind of, and I heard him, and we, like, finally, I wasn't in a rush, so I could talk to him. I was like, yeah, I was like, that's so cool. What do you, oh, yeah, Taylor 2, rad. That's so great, man. And he's like, well, I got a show on Thursday. I said, oh, where are you playing? And where is he? Um... Ah, what's the one Ooh, down? State Farm Arena. <laughs> no, it wasn't that big, but it was like big enough that it Tabernacle was Tabernacle like, or somewhere? No, um, it's the one right there, um, like at 17th. <laughs> in mid- North Midtown oh, area. I, uh, it's right by the library. I can't remember what it's called. It's like on the tip of my tongue. It's a great venue. Yeah, I know what you're talking about too. And I can't think it's of it. It's literally on the tip of my tongue. But he's like saying he was playing there and I didn't click. And I was like, I was like, well, what's your name? And he told me his name and his singular name. And I was like, cool, man. I'll go look you up on social media. So I did. And I'm like, well. You know what though? He probably, he, was, it, was it the front man of the? It's, this, no, he's an or individual. He a solo? He's a solo oh, artist. Wow. So he's the front. Okay. Yeah. So he was, he, he was so <laughs> humble and so nice about it. Yeah. And like... It was such a fun exchange, and then I saw him about a month later, and I was like, though, I was like, you were so nice. I was like, thank you. I said, now, I was like, I've downloaded your music, and I love it, and I didn't know, because he came out um, at a time when I was caregiving and taking care of my dad, who had early onset dementia, so I was kind of like, I only listened to, like, a few different things to help just get me through yeah you know I think we all have those yeah so like I had a I had a, a musical shell around me for like 10 years where I was just like don't yeah. touch me you know yeah just what was that yeah no I totally get that was that the nursing home they're calling to tell me dad died Man, what happened that would you know? be so terrible I'm not yeah. gonna lie, it was intense. I, oh my god, on TikTok this morning, <laughs> dude, I, like this. And then you get those heartbreaker videos, right? Yeah. These poor people that are listening, they're just like, "Will you just focus and answer a question straight?" But they they've got to be used to it by now. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. No, in this in this podcast? Right. Are you kidding me? It's human nature. Yeah. Have you listened to Broken Record podcast? I don't think I have. Broken Record? With Rick Rubin. Oh, I've heard about that. No, I haven't yet. Okay, it's on my list. You have to listen to it. I needed some new ones anyway because I'm I have like Mm. the same circle that I listen to all the time. Yeah. And I'll and I'll never stop, but I like adding new stuff in. Hey, you need some new Yeah. Yeah. But like yeah, Rick Rubin and um I can't remember the other guys' names right now because I'm tired. But they they're they're excellent at interviewing and the questions that they ask other musicians like they interview like Jack White and the Raconteurs mm-hmm. on their newest one um, they do like a two two and a half hour three hour long one quest love two different episodes nice and like Rick Rubin oh, yeah I'd love to God. meet that guy um, he is so, like just listening to his voice is so soothing yeah and he's then, so relaxed yes and then he's just like He's zen, and he's just got, like, these really interesting perspectives. And and the list of people he worked with. Yeah. And if nothing else, if, if you erased all his catalog, that last, that or the first album he did with Johnny Cash. Oh, and they, they talk a lot. I think that's one of the first interviews in the series is Malcolm interviewing Rick. And it's just like, and I heard about it on the DIY podcast. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you turned me on to that one. That, that one's it's on my list. One. I know it's not in my everyday rotation, but because, and here's why. Not because there's anything wrong with that podcast. There's nothing wrong with that podcast. Because you have a life? and No, it's not that either. <laughs> no, I spend at least eight hours a day underneath a welding hood. Oh, I, yeah. I got time I want to talk listen. to you about that welding. I will. Okay. But... Uh, I, if I don't watch myself, I will go down such a rabbit hole of, and you and I are probably the same in this, like social media marketing, all the things around. I love the minutiae of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's fascinating. I love it. Um, but I will go down it so far that I will forget to actually do... Implement. Or even start. Yeah. Like, I'll become like almost like this weird expert in my head. Obviously, quotation marks for y'all that are watching. But, like, then I won't do anything. You know, I won't do anything. That's why I don't... Did you see my post on the Mockingbird group? Like, I swear, like, for the last two weeks, I just... I've been a huge slacker. And I think what I'm trying to do now, and you can probably attest to this with all the things you do... Is I just I have to pick a certain amount of things and and focus on them oh, because I'm starting God. to get and I do have some ideas that I want to work on in the background that I'll tell you about, but yeah I was like all right from now on it's podcast it's YouTube and it's promoting songwriters so it. that's it say it that's louder it. for the Greg and yep. the Leanne in the yep. back that's, so we'll stop yep yep that's it that's what I I'm getting from oh now on God, those dude. are my things I know I'm like I get it I've had this like my health like I mentioned earlier I've been discovering like okay this is you need to you need to go to a doctor and just start exploring this stuff before it gets to be something real yeah. like uncomfortable <laughs> um and it's like it's just hormonal like you know like what's that 35 we hit that age i'm serious i'm not no jokes yeah it's just one of those things man life gets weird after 35 i don't think a human being knows who they are until they're 30 yeah or at least by then you got a pretty good idea yeah and at 35 things 
get weird. Yeah. It's the only way I know how to say it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all of a sudden you're like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. Language. Um, oh, you're allowed. Okay, this good. You're fine. Okay. Um, you're totally fine. I'm like, oh, we didn't talk about this, but because I, I, I have a potty mouth. You are totally fine. There's Woo! been much worse said than that. Oh, good. Well, then I'll have to see if I can do <laughs> <laughs> Do my mama it. proud. My mom is, um, she's, she's. She's a big inspiration for me in a lot of ways um, because she's an entrepreneur. She yeah. has her own business and she's she's at it for a while. She's now um, kind of I think she's experiencing the 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 new marketing styles. Yeah. Um, and like the new just the new way that you have to be and to have a business and yeah. you have to be like you can't just be the business behind the curtain. You have to be a real like. You have to be a brand. You do. You have to be a brand that acknowledges. Especially your customers if you and yeah, especially them. if you're. A solo entrepreneur. Yeah. You have to. If doing doing what she does and she sells products online. Okay. Nutritional products. And she also um Oh, she needs to be on the Instagram like crazy. No. No. You can make content for her on Instagram. Oh, right? I have to I'm in charge of it. She's not she Well I'm that's taking, what that's what I mean. I'm taking it away from her. Well that well, she it? puts her politics on there. Oh no, you can't do mm-hmm. that. No, you cannot do that. She's she's <laughs> no matter what side you're her on. Her intention is to help people with that information, and I appreciate that. However, well, she can not- have her personal yeah. Instagram and do that. Yeah. 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 But we're not gonna do that anymore. Oh no no no! You can't do that. No. Mom, no, but I'm, I'm just saying. That. Yeah. The, no. <laughs> the the place for that kind of business seems to in my experience, live on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I may be wrong about that, but. No, it's it's going to be fun to, to kind of help her because I ran her shipping department before. So uh, I'm very familiar with the business and the ins and outs of the business. And um, that's what I was doing when I first started my teaching business. And I, did I ever fully explain that? <laughs> no, I definitely sidetracked you. Okay. So I'll quickly go through that again. So school pays me or the parents pay me. I do about a 30-minute class. Okay. So when I go in and I I do a instrument a month that we focus on and we learn and we get to play and have a tactile experience with. Um, So so simple things like... Like, like a guitar, like a guitar, like a, a wine. No, I'm just kidding. Not a wine glass. <laughs> but maybe like, yeah. Mommy, this is mommy. Like a harmonica juice. or something. So, um, nothing they put their mouth on. Oh, that makes sense. Germs. I didn't think about that. No, I've got a djembe drum like actually sitting in my car. Or something. hmm And those are the perfect size. Like, yeah. if somebody has a child that's like obsessed with music and is younger, I'd say around two or three, get them one of those. Oh, that makes sense. Because they are the perfect size. The action's yeah. not too high. Mm-hmm. You know, nylon they, strings. Yes, it's so easy and it sounds so much more pleasing to the ears than a recorder and it's not super loud no parents take no you're mm, welcome Sorry. that's a good idea mark runhofer if you're looking at listening to this <laughs> point some of your students oh lord no he's he what oh, he's he does a, he's with a kids, wizard whew. he's a wizard man that guy's amazing like that's that's he does the one-on-one i do oh, yeah. big class he was my teacher oh yeah that's how we met that's awesome yeah when i was to that on the podcast yeah i think it was several years ago at this point i might have been 35 36 i don't remember but several years ago and i decided i wanted to learn to play better yeah and basically i paid 20 dollars a week to make a new friend (laughs) we go through those phases don't we as as singer songwriters yeah it was cool no i did learn some stuff from him i again just didn't implement it Mm. i'm setting my ways to some extent i mean I'm a three chords in the truth kind of guy. Yeah. That's all I'm ever going to be. And I don't have any desire to do more than that. 
I mean, it it's what you do well. That's the only thing I yeah. It it I really don't understand is. leads. I don't Dale last night we were playing songs and Dale broke off into leads. And he even said after the show, he's like, if we lived closer together, we would do this a lot more. Aww. We would make such a cool duo. Because I swear he's the, the six, how old is he? 60-something? He's the 60-something-year-old version of me. I love him. We're almost the same person. I love him. I talked to him earlier today. Yeah. Him and his friend Richard. Oh, my I met Lord. his son. Have you met his Corey? son? Yeah, boy. She, oh, no, 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 no. The no, one no. that just moved back from Seattle. No, I've not met him I met before. him last night. I've never met he him He is before. giant. Is he? Yes, he's like 6'10 or something. Not really, but he is like 6'5". He's giant. Wow, I didn't I like, know how, that. How, how'd that work out? Huh. The big old boy. Dale's kid? Yeah. It's his son. He just... Because Dale went all the way out to Seattle and drove him and oh. his daughter-in-law back from Seattle. Aw. Dale's Yeah, he's awesome a good... Guy. He's awesome, dude. I, That's Dallas McGee is his music name. Yes. If you want to look him up. Go to my YouTube channel and um, you'll see... Dallas McGee is the name of his band that he toured with yep. in the 70s. And he makes Smooth Stone Guitars. Yes. And right. they are great. Smoothstoneguitars.com. We actually have a show coming up on Saturday in Carrollton at Sutton's. He invited me to do that. Can you? Depending on when the Alabama game is. And here's why I say that. I know it sounds weird, but my wife, has she has two rules for me. <laughs> two rules. Okay. Number one, you take out the trash. Yes. And number two, you do not play music during the Alabama football game. Fair's fair, Greg. I mean... Fair's fair. That's as fair as it gets. <laughs> what time? We need to figure out what Yeah, I'll game. figure it out. So if it's a day game, I'm down. Oh, man. I can't. The anticipation is killing me. We can find it out. Um, we can well, definitely find it out. Not only that, but I'm making the poster. I'm just going to make a new poster because... Uh, some yeah, because it's everybody that plays his guitars, right? Yeah. That would yeah, be. I talked to him about a guitar a little bit. Did you? Yep. Yeah. I was like, you take one on layaway? He goes, I'll do anything for you, Greg. <laughs> I was like, it'll take me about the next 25 years. He goes, I'll be dead before that happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, he is just, he's awesome. He, we, he, Mike painted his house. Yeah. And helped him build a deck on his house and um does mike still do the painting thing too or is he just no no i won't let him okay he's not allowed to have his own small business okay he's not allowed and it's not just because it's too much like some people are can manage the chaos that that entails the responsibility and the, the switching from either service or work mode to administrative yeah. to marketing like there's so many hats that you have oh, to wear yeah. as a small business owner and he was amazing at the application of painting and I want to meet your husband I've never met him he never comes to the show That's he, always, never... he gets up early I understand now that. but he's uh, and he's like oh here you practice at home he was supposed to have been watching this online I said he might be he, well, he's probably gone to bed now because he's waking up at four so he gets it and that was like when I go to bed I go to bed around eight or nine because I'm lame like that but I get up at six I don't oh you were talking while you're looking that up you were talking about churches I gotta tell you a funny story it happened just this last Saturday so Friday night uh, I did I did a bunch of I'll huh? see you there oh no it's a 8 night game 
sorry. That's okay. That's my rule. No, no, no. No, I respect that. And I abide that. by it. I respect it's that. It's a pretty easy rule to abide it by. It surely is. And, yeah, you that's know. why I never book a show during the fall. <laughs> Really? Yeah, you'll never see me play music on a Saturday in the fall. Look at you. You yep. you do so much. You yep. need time. Yep. Like I do. You have to like that's like you just you have to nurture your marriage and you have oh, to yeah. find the balance. And then like Mike's been so into working for the park, like and I've been so into doing all this stuff yeah. and music and marketing and that. I'm like we've got to come together and like hang out and do stuff together again. Yeah. And we also haven't been able to take a vacation together. Yep. In we have We haven't taken one in. It's been longer than that. Mm. Yeah, because Leanne owns her own business too. On top of that, so yeah, it's just never. It's so it's tough, and then yeah. you got animals and. Yep. Never. Adulting. Never Adulting sucks. You can. Uh, Where were we? Oh, so so Friday night, I get I did a bunch of like I do video stuff for my job, and I weld, and uh, I I came home and I did a couple things on that. And then I did a couple of, I don't remember, a couple of things for myself. And then I played some video games with my wife. And before you know it, it's three in the morning. Like, I can't sleep. Mm. Well, here's this other thing, too. Like, I'm doing this. It started out as Sober October, but now I'm doing this semi-Sober October. So I will only allow myself to drink on Friday through Monday on the podcast. And the rest of the week, I won't drink, which is unusual for me. It used to be every night two or three glasses of wine yeah. so it's it's a it's a thing yeah um so i can't sl- sleep which means you probably shouldn't be drinking if you can't sleep without it but that's neither here nor there i'm not too worried about that part because i quit for two years at one point anyway i digress we all have our habits yeah. mine are illegal yeah. in this state <laughs> don't worry yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> willie nelson's my spirit animal right uh, you know what i've said that for a long time i have too. said it for a long time <laughs> Now that's a Martin and twenty, just like uh, it's one year away from Willie's. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's nice. sixty nine, and that's a seventy out too. But uh, Leanne bought that for me. Aww. Um. So anyway, long story short, it's like three a.m. Friday night. I go to bed. Eight a.m. The doorbell rings. Okay, and I was like, "That's weird." I go downstairs, mm-hmm. and there's this pretty little lady maybe slightly younger than me very well put together and I knew as soon as I opened the door what it was going to be about and she reaches out and she hands me this pamphlet and uh, she goes sir and I said ma'am and and, uh, keep in mind I got on like my shorts I was sleeping in my shirt my hair I didn't I'm barefoot I didn't mess with my hair 8am on a Saturday 8am on a Saturday she's not asking you if you're ready to sell your house I've been asleep for 5 hours (laughs) oh lord and she goes it's clear as day. She goes, sir, do you believe in Jesus? Oh, my God. And I looked her right in the eyes. And I said, not today, I don't. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Bless her little heart. What did she do? It hung her up. Did she just go white? Yep. Okay, it I'm hung out. Her up. It hung her up. Deuces, piece of it, down, down. I said, not today, I don't. No sugar. <laughs> You you're talking to you're talking to a preacher's child now. Yeah. You can't you can't come up in here like this. Yeah. Bless your heart. Uh, <laughs> it still makes me laugh every time I think about it. Yeah, I'm 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 not anti Christianity by mm. any stretch of the imagination. I'm all for Jesus. Yeah. All for Jesus. I just don't feel like he's the only way. I'm not I like I I feel yeah. like the Bible there's a there's a lot of truth to it and there's a lot of interpretation. Yeah. There's a lot of different versions. Well, not only that. But 
it was written and rewritten and rewritten and rewritten and then it was reprinted and then printed like this and printed like that at some point I mean, anybody that's ever played the game of telephone as a kid realizes if you start in one place, you're not going to end in the same place when words are involved. Mm. Am I wrong? I'm just going to sip my tea. Mm-hmm. This is where we sip our tea, our wine, because it's Monday night. We're adults. I sip our wine. No, I agree. I, I mean, that's, again, it's, I just don't feel like it's the only way. And I know that that goes against, like, the, what the main part of the belief system for Christianity is to some extent but. yeah but I mean the, the beautiful thing about this world is that there's room for everybody yeah and, and it gets back to what we were talking about earlier like whether it's your sexual orientation whether it's how you you know declare yourself as a human being it doesn't just just be I've said this a million times my buddy R.J. Harvey on his guitar case, he had the perfect sticker. It just said, don't be a dick. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Just just be cool. Yeah, be nice. Across the board. Just yeah. be nice. It's so much easier to be yes, nice. Yes, people like you so much more. And what? You can turn somebody's day, a complete stranger's day around just yeah. by being nice to them and asking yeah. them how their day's going. Yeah. Or just smile. Yeah. Little you know, things. Just smile at them. I mean, sometimes I'm not in the mood, but, like, I'll go and walk in somewhere and somebody will be really kind to me. And I'm just, like, it'll pull me right out of yeah. myself, you Hold know? the door open for somebody. Yeah. Little like, thing. Yes. I'm all about that. I'm, like, yeah. It's the little stuff that matters. It really is. It's really not the big stuff. Because the big stuff will pass. Yeah. So, and then, like, I... <sighs> I don't have a lot of people that are trying to save my soul anymore, but definitely when I was younger, I had a lot of well, well. Well, you grew up in the South. Yeah. God, I've been to all the churches. Oh, yeah. I've been to all of them. Yeah. And I think my favorite services are Catholic, though. Yeah. I like the ritual. I like the ritual of it, but by God, man, they're long-winded. Yes, they are. But See, okay. My mom used to sit in the back of the church, and if my dad went over 15 minutes, and this is no exaggeration, she raised her arm up. <laughs> Boom. And tapped her watch. I laughed when I heard you yeah. say that on another and podcast. She probably did. There's a good chance she did that uh, yesterday. There's a good chance. I mean, and I appreciate her for that because mm-hmm. people, like, I am, I am lucky that my dad was never the judgment. Like, I, I trust me, I understand where the stereotype comes from. Yeah. I am lucky that I was never raised that particular way you don't seem like yeah. it at all um i i've had a lot of i worked for a doctor a chiropractor who did a lot of alternative health so a lot of supplements and cold mm-hmm. laser and and we worked with um the mayor's football high the high school football team they did great and um uh sean mcveigh was one of the students there and he was one of our patients and oh, I knew wow. Sean McVeigh when he was a kid. That's crazy. Yeah. And he was, was the sweetest kid and his dad and his mom were the nicest people. They were like, they were Midwest. Yeah. You know, and, and his dad worked for WSB. May still? I don't know. I think so. I don't know. I haven't Googled them. Like, because he wasn't really the face. If Facebook had just come out when I was working for Dr. Lee. I remember sitting there working for Dr. Lee and thinking, like, I wish there was, like, a website where I could go to and just see stuff. Like, I was, like, envisioning, like, a Facebook type of thing. Yeah. Or, or MySpace, because that's what it Oh, yeah. I remember the MySpace. So, yeah. So, like, that was, the, that was that era. But 
And then like, <laughs> I saw Sean on TV last, I was like, Sean McVay? Wait, what? <gasps> Sean <laughs> baby! Yeah. I was like, I knew him when he was a kid. I'm like, oh, I was like, I was like I'm so proud of him. I have, no, I have no reason to be proud of him. I didn't do anything to help affect his life towards where right. he is. But like, that's But it's just still cool to see amazing. somebody. Yeah. So happy for him. Yeah. Like, Oh my God! Well done, Sean. Well, I mean, it's you know, it's simple as like I'm like Carter Horn. Do you know Carter? Yeah. Well, you, yeah, he I was there the other him. night. Yeah. Like you know, movie. he played the Undiscovered Artist several times, and he was on Team Blake on The Voice. Mm. Like, and it's cool when that's you see right. something. You're like, oh, dude, that's. No matter what you think about The Voice or the competition TV right. shows, like this guy you knew that was writing his own songs, playing the six people, it played his own songs or probably not his own songs. I don't know. I watched all of it. I don't think he ever did one of his own songs. But either way, now you're you're playing in front of literally millions of people. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Awesome, dude. That is. I'm. It's like uh, what's his name? That guy, Alex Guthrie's on there right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So, so the people. Like that, I've noticed they seem to have an attitude about those shows, and people finding success with those shows are either jaded because they have no success, yeah, or they've already achieved success because they came up in the era of the record label, yeah, and they're like, and it's like, okay, motherfucker, well, I'd like to see you get out there and become as successful as you are now, given the way that the music industry is a whole different world now. But, yes, yes, especially considering the old days when it used to be there was a gatekeeper, and if you made it past that gatekeeper, you had a very good chance of being a very wealthy individual who was very successful. Mm -hmm. There was a time. Mm -hmm. It is not there anymore. Mm -hmm. Though, that being said... All now, this opportunity. so many opportunities. All this opportunity. I mean, there's so many opportunities <sighs> to just define your niche group of people that want to... It will define yourself as an artist. Yeah. Like, that has been one of the most, I think, empowering things for me is, like, having all of these feelings, right? Like, and I know that I'm any anybody in the comedy world would, like, I'm, I'm just the perfect specimen of, like, you know... I just I want everybody to be nice to each other and I don't want people to punch down so I don't necessarily like comedy where people punch down right like it depends on if it's funny because you here's why I'm saying this when when, what I mean by it depends on if it's funny is if you're being funny pointing out the hypocrisy of the joke that you're telling Mm -hmm. you can tell a joke about a incredibly dark thing or punch down if you're pointing out the fact the you have to be very specific about the reason you're telling that joke. Does that make sense? You it, understand what I'm trying to say? Yes. And I think my... I don't like punching down just to punch down. No, no, That's no. Wrong. And I think that there are so many comedians that do that oh, yeah. because you're it's the low-hanging right. fruit. Yeah. And I'm like, no. Y'all, like, you are an artist just like a musician is. Yeah. And they have to hone their craft. Yeah. You know? And, and, and in some ways, I think being a comedian is in way harder. Harder, yeah. Because you can only tell the joke so many times. You yeah. can play the song the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah, that's so that's so true. Yeah. So like, I mean, I get like they're gonna do what they're gonna do, and but I feel like it's a lot of these guys that they're like, no, nope, I just want to feel the way that I'm gonna say what I want to say because I'm sick and I don't. Yeah. You guys are all little snowflakes. And it's like yeah. you know, no. no. No, that that's my point. Yeah, that's what. It, yeah, you're. I a hundred. I don't agree. like that. I hundred percent agree with that. That's why I'm saying you better have a reason why you're making that 
joke. Yeah, so like... I think it can be done. Yeah. I'm all about, like, like you just don't be a dick. Which, yeah. you know, even dicks can be enjoyable, so I don't know if I necessarily agree with it all the ways. We may have discussed this before, my little, like, inappropriate joke. <laughs> don't speak. I think you did. <laughs> yeah. I think we did. I think that's um, right. You know, I, I guess my, my whole take is, you know, when colleague like, that's another thing. It's like, I'm, I am definitely like very women conscious and very, I do notice a lot. Um, guys are like, no, I'm not mansplaining. Well, you kind of are, but you don't realize it because you don't doing really, it for that's so right. Long. That's And that comes back to, I, I don't feel like I'm a mansplainer, but I'm sure I've done it at some point in my life and not meant to. Mm. But that also comes back to what I was saying earlier about, like, if I get it wrong, just tell me. Yeah. And I think that more, the problem is, I think more men need to be, have their ears open to the fact that when someone tells them, hey, I don't necessarily think you meant it like this, but this is how it came across. Yeah. And, and that person needs to be able to look inside and be like, oh yeah, maybe yeah. that does, maybe that did come across wrong. But sometimes people can't do that. No. Well, yeah, they're not in a headspace where they're able to even process that. Process I agree that with that, and I especially don't. I almost don't think that you can hold whether you should or shouldn't be able to. Uh, men of a certain age, you're not ever going to get that across to them. It's not going to happen. You know what I mean? Let me sip my tea again. I'm not... Baby boomers. No offense, y'all. What'd you say? Baby boomers. Yeah. And it's not going to happen, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, it's, I, don't, I don't think so, either. Yeah. Like, I, I, I admire the women that are all, like, tits out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're like, I'm, I'm sexy, but I'm still a feminist, and my boobs are out, and you should respect me. And it's like, yeah, they should, but biologically... Well, I mean, we are. I mean, it's a we, lot of we are complicated apes. Yes, that's what we are. It's a lot of cultural preconditioning, and it's yeah. going to take generations and generations well, before and, it's normalized. I think. And I think even a hundred generations from now, unless we completely change our wiring and our biological makeup, it's still going to be that way. But then there's Germany. <laughs> yeah, the Germans. Uh, they don't mind. Like, and Europe's a very different place. Yeah. Um, I've only been there once, but... Well, you know, I think it comes back to what we were talking about earlier, though, and then, like, especially with organized religion, it it, it puts such mm. a taboo mm. on, you know, mm. you know, it, you're not, you're not supposed to, I don't even know the best way to say this, but, like, when a guy and a girl are in the same room, like, there's, a, you put so much tension, like, they're... Th- those religious aspects put so much sex they put sexual tension between people yeah that if yeah. that was more free the, the, the same option it, it would be different I definitely I think my, my parents split up when I was 12 and we were very heavily involved with church up until that point and um, we were in a non-denominational church and I dug it you know it yeah. was fun I don't remember ever being like on fire for Jesus um, but I loved going to church and I loved singing with yeah. the choir and stuff. And I went to a private school and it was very small. And I remember my first, I remember my first grade teacher. I don't remember my kindergarten teacher. Um, I mean, we went to First Baptist of Atlanta growing yeah. up. So like I had a very strong, like Christian brain, upbringing for the first 12 years of my life. And then everything just got like the rug got ripped out from underneath all of us um, when my parents divorced. And yeah. after that, you know, it's like going through puberty and had all these big feelings Mm -hmm. and not a lot of support and how to process them. 
because my parents were trying; they were surviving too. You know, yeah. four kids. But that's when I mean when you when you when you know once you get to a certain age, you realize. Oh, my parents are just people too. Yes, like they're just—they were. Oh, that's scra- hard. Though. That took were, me years. They're scratching and clawing, just like. Yeah. Like we are. I still struggle with that. Yeah. I was I was it's, extremely close with my dad, and I'm, my mom and I our relationship has been, it's been up and down. I mean, it's all we've always been able to be there for each other, sure. like nonstop. Like she's my mom, I love her, but I definitely feel like I, I like personality wise, was more like my dad. My dad got me more than my mom. Like, because mm-hmm. I'm so much more like her. Yeah. <laughs> like, in how I re- react and respond to the world in, a lo- in most ways, I think. So, it's, uh, it was, she just, it was a lot for her. And then she had, like, two other, like, three other kids. Like, my yeah. older brother and then my younger sister and my younger brother. So, it was just a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a for, lot. Four children is a lot. A four is a lot. It was just me and my brother. And we were astronomically different human beings. Two kids. I mean, kids are one it's crazy. It's crazy. One child. I like. I. I love kids. I do. I don't want them. That have you ever? Mm. I see. I like go back and forth, and mm. I like. I spent most of my twenties taking care of my dad when he was sick yeah. with early onset dementia. So there was a long time where I was like, I don't think I want kids. Yeah. Um. And when my parents divorced when I was twelve, I was taking care of my two-year-old brother. So. Yeah. Like I have always. It's almost like you've already done it. Yeah, and I like mean, my. I know it's not the same, but. I, well, it's a, part it's of a, that feeling's got to be there. Totally, yeah. yeah. It's like I've already experienced a lot of this, but like the actual, you know, you go to the lady doctor and you look around and these women and their babies and you see all these pictures everywhere and then you walk into a school and then there's a little infant that's just smiling up at you and they're like, I have to hold you. My ovaries are glowing right yeah. now, you know. I remember Leanne one time because <laughs> Leanne's never wanted them either. And who was it? I can't remember. A friend of ours that had a baby, and I was like holding it and playing with it. Oh. And then she was like, she had a moment too. Yeah. And then it, it passed real quick. But yeah. Yeah. So, and I can't speak from a woman's side of those things because that's a completely it's different. It's a wild feeling. It's like, a different emotional, it's a completely different hormonal. Like, I have no. I mean, I wrote a whole I'm song about it. I'm ignorant to it. I yeah. wrote a whole song about it, and I've, I've only ever heard a few songs. Like, I've heard songs of women writing about, like, not being a mom and being older. Yeah. Um, and it's very different. It's a, you're very, you, it's definitely, like, you feel like you're looking in from yeah. the outside in a lot of ways. And a yeah. lot of my friends that I was close to when I was younger, <clears throat> not as close to anymore just because they have kids. And uh, I don't same have, here. Same yeah, here. I'm like, but I work with kids. I can relate a little bit. But not enough. But you, but you don't take them home. You don't put them to bed. You don't get woke up in the middle of the night. Like you don't have all of those things. No, and I'm kind of okay with. I'm that. totally okay with. Like it. the older I get, I'm like I just go back and forth. Like sometimes I really want kids, sometimes I don't. If we are not able to have kids, that's okay. Um, maybe we'll adopt. Yeah, that's what we've always said. That if we got to a point where that's something we really wanted, that we would definitely adopt. So many kids. Yeah. So many kids that need a home. Um, it, and if nothing else, I would like to work with those kids. You know, yeah. so like work like. They're just, I, I, yeah, I love them too. Like, I love my niece and nephew, or yeah, my niece, Leanne's got her brother, his wife have two girls. My brother and his wife have two boys. So, I love all four of them. Um, and then, you know, a lot of the work, even when I worked on the ranch, we worked with a lot of kids and stuff too. I love kids. Yeah. It just, you know, what it really comes down to is I think I'm selfish when it comes to those things. And I don't think I, I don't know that I want to give. Them the time and I, I struggle with that too. Yeah, I struggle with yeah. that because it seems 
horrible to say, but at the same time, it would also be horrible to have the kid. And I'm not probably would I change probably? Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, I mean, but I you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's an internal struggle that I have all the time. Yeah, I I feel like that too. Like I I see how irritated I get with my dogs, and I'm like, yeah. you wanna you wanna think about a child in your home? Yeah. What are you gonna do? Like you wanna be screaming at your child like your mom yelled at you when yeah. you're little? Like no, no, no. My mom was a screamer. My dad wasn't. Yeah. And I'm a screamer. And I used I to pray. <laughs> I used to pray that my dad would give me a spanking. Oh. Uh, because it was so gentle. <laughs> my mom. Here, my mom. Famous for saying this, and mm-hmm. I've said this on stage, everywhere. She would. And I, I will say this. I'm not necessarily 100 percent for spanking. This is not an argument for or against spanking. <laughs> Let me preface that. Okay. But every spanking I ever got, I earned. Yes. I know that. Yes. But she would say, she would, it's so calm, which made it way worse. Mm-hmm. She'd go, son, I know a lot of parents will tell you that this is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. I'm here to tell you, that's not true. <laughs> oh, savage. Sav- oh. oh, Mama Shaddix is a savage. In the tr- she, in- she invented the savage. I love that. Yeah. I love that. But... Yeah, but I used to pray that my dad would give me the spanking because he was such a gentle soul. Yeah, he would. My mom yeah. was rough and tumble. My my mom would. It was either you go pick your switch. Oh yeah, I pick some switches. You want me to get the wooden spoon? Yeah, she keep a wooden spoon. Oh, the spoon teaspoon. On we have a teaspoon, the Ooh. one that you just stirred the sweet tea with. Ooh. Yeah, it's about yay long. Oh, yeah, yeah. Head on. Big about old head, like, yeah. About like that. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh, teaspoon. I had at least five of those broke over my butt cheek because I got to where I could flex just right <laughs> at a certain age and it would break. <laughs> yeah, I could clench just right and it would snap in half. True story. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, we, we live right next to the woods behind Bullock, Har- Bullock Hall in Roswell. Yeah. So we lived at the a dead end street. So there's acres and acres and acres oh, of woods. Wow. So for me, it was like growing up. Full of graveyards. You know that, right? Did, did I ever, have you ever told you that? Mm-hmm. Every time they build a new like subdivision or something in Roswell, they dig up more bones. I don't doubt it. They Civil need War. to, like, Roswell, you're done. You're cooked. You're full. Same Woodstock. We're full. I love it here. I love this town. It's great. But we're full. Yeah, it's Woodstock and Roswell. Like, I grew up in Roswell. Like, I, I lived in Roswell, Roswell since 1985. I like, love it out from there. From 1985 to 2000, I lived in Roswell. And it's such a different place than it was um, when I was younger. And it's nice. And a lot of the people that I went to school with have moved back. And, you know, but the, the, the cost of living and it's like... There's no diversity, really. No. Same here. Yeah, and, and I've noticed that. Although, I've noticed a little bit more lately, which I enjoy. Yeah. I've noticed that over, especially this last summer. Yeah. I've noticed it, which I enjoy. And that's, I love living in Marietta because it feels yeah. like feels like more Marietta established too. for people. Like, yeah. It's got everything. a grittiness about it, too. It does. You know what I mean? I love it. And I don't know. Because I, I, I grew up in Roswell, I was always kind of fascinated with the Civil War. And we'd always go back in the woods and mm-hmm. try to dig up stuff. And I think we did actually find some crap, but who knows what happened to it. Um, but those those were like, those are my woods. Yeah. Like, and we used to, oh, my God. So the, the older teenagers in the, in the neighborhood at some point in history had gone way back into the woods, probably like... I don't know, a half a mile back, maybe a mile back in there. And 
there were like huge ravines. Yeah. You know, and then trees would fall. One one tree, huge tree fell, rolled into another tree. So it's like this, right? Yeah. And the incline of this hill is like this, and it probably goes out like sixty feet. Like it's insane. So we they they put up a rope swing, and it was pure childhood bliss yeah. get out on that thing right and like you just swing out and you're like flying yep. and floating and it's amazing and I think about it now and I'm like we were legit 60 to 80 feet off the ground yeah but you lived we did you lived but if I had kids and I knew they were doing that ooh pick see I don't switch. know see I don't know. I don't know. One, a couple kids fell off, though. Yeah, see, you know. Oh, we, Sam Abernathy. Do you know him? Yeah, I know Samson. I, Sam, That's okay. a good friend of mine. Sam I love up, Samson. Samson grew up in the neighborhood I grew up in. Really? And he is one of the people that he's he a must great dude. He I is, love him. He's a sweet pea of a human being. He's a, he always has been. On tour with Fozzie. Mm-hmm. He's the front of house guy for Fozzie. And then I think he works at Underground Atlanta, too, at the. The new masquerade when he's in town. Okay, yeah, yeah. he's uh, yeah, he's a buddy of mine. He's a sweet I love Sam. Yeah, he's a sweetheart. He used to ride his bike down to like he lived up on the cul-de-sac, like way at the top of the neighborhood. We had these huge hills. Oh yeah, we used to stand up on our bike seats and stand up and ride down the hill. We were crazy yeah. people, and we all survived. Yeah, I mean we like we the eighties and nineties were. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, I mean, so different. I mean, we up. were we were wild kids. I mean, because I grew up, I grew up in a neighborhood, but that neighborhood consisted of three lakes, a bunch oh, of woods. Nice. I mean, when I was thirteen, I had a little Honda seventy three wheeler, little bitty tiny, but like it would fit in this space right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had a trailer hitch put on it, and I'd pull a full size aluminum boat down the lake, backing oh. in the lake with my trolling motor. And I'd be gone all day. Yeah. When I was on the lake. Yeah. By myself. <laughs> and I'd just fish all day long. Yeah. Or gig frogs or do whatever. Yeah. And then literally my mom had the whistle which yeah. stick the fingers oh, in her mouth. God, and I could hear her. And I'd drive my boat back up on the trailer. Drive the three-wheeler back to the house. Those are great memories. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what I would want. If I had to get out, I would really want to be able to give them that, like... Because I have such an appreciation for nature, and if I don't have it... And like, the freedom of it. Oh, man. You know, that's the first time I've ever seen a Playboy. Some kid, that, That's such a common story. <laughs> did you find it in the woods yes. like I did? Yes. Because somebody else hid it there. Yes. I was like... It's so common. Like, you're just, while you're playing in the woods, you got a stick. Or I had my BB gun. Like, yeah. I had a Red Rider BB gun, you know? This wasn't Playboy that I found. Oh, you found like, You found Way more graphic. Oh, really? Way more graphic. And I was well, like... mine was a Playboy. I think I was like 10. I, I was probably like, Poland Road in Roswell. I, I found probably wasn't that much older. Yeah. <laughs> probably was. Maybe a little bit, but yeah. It was definitely a Playboy when what I saw it. What is this? Why like, is she doing wow, that? Wow, that looks like... Pants. That looks like it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this must be the sex thing they're She's talking about. She's limber. <laughs> <laughs> oh, childhood. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, so uh, I think I finished talking about my schooling and how I teach children. This is the... Um, Great segue, right? Oh, man. From Playboy we jumped, to teaching. We have jumped all over the place. This is beautiful. Sorry, y'all. Oh, this... This is my natural way my brain works. I think I, I, I think it's just the first time I've sat across the microphone from somebody that's brain works about the same frequency. So it's just like going all over the place. It's like a ping pong battle. How long have you on. done your comp? How long have you been teaching? Um, since 2013. 
So a little while then. Yeah, and I was doing it for a couple years beforehand. So I think I've been teaching for like 10 years How did you get started with that? Like... I was at a New Year's Eve party up here. Did you go to school for teaching? So just, okay. No, I'm a high school dropout. Parents, I'm a high school dropout. GED. I said this. uh, (coughs) Lane Denton posted on his... um, Facebook one day, maybe last week, week before, because I don't know if I'm cut out for this college thing. I was like, oh, unless yeah, you're, and I was like, unless you're going to be a doctor, a lawyer, or an engineer, yeah, you, or maybe an architect, yeah. which I'll lump in with engineers. Nurse, you don't need to yeah. be there. Yeah, if you're gonna, if you're gonna work on someone's health, we have a, we have a, a huge deficiency in the skill trade. Yeah. Oh, trust me. Huge, and you know. Oh, you're in trust it. me. Oh, I had in my old job. We had, you know, uh, Georgia Tech has was it industrial design or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I knew a kid that went had, to. Well, yeah, I had tech. a kid that came in and he wanted to learn, you know, the different things that we did because at the time we were building really high end furniture at that job. I'm, not, I'm talking couches that were twenty five thousand mm-hmm. bucks, like it's crazy expensive, mm-hmm. intricate stuff. And uh, he came. He was supposed to help me for the day, and I was like. I, I, I couldn't think of anything else I needed, but I needed a bunch of parts cut. And I was like, well, that's where you're going to have to start from the ground up. So I was like, hey, I don't remember the particular number, but I was like, I need 45 of these at 7 and 7 sixteenths. He's like, okay. So I showed him how to use the saw, whole nine yards. I went back to doing what I was doing, and I kept out of the corner of my eye watching him, and he kept holding his tape measure, and he kept just doing this. And finally, I was like, "You don't know how to read tape measure, do you?" He's like, "I'm." He's like, "I'm just not sure where the seven sixteenths is." I was like, "You go to Georgia Tech. You go to Georgia Tech." Huh? And I was like, mm, "That's a shame, kid." Yeah. That's, that's a shame. A, it's a different world. I was like, "You didn't learn to at, at the bare minimum learn to use a ruler." Some of the girls I teach with don't know how to read a, a clock. <clears throat> And some of the girls I work with were like, like I started noticing that the girls were getting like younger and younger yeah. working in schools with me and they weren't understanding my jokes. And I was like, what's happening here? Yeah, what's happen- it's like when you see a cop and you're like, you're not old enough to be a police officer. Yeah. Okay, youngin. Yeah. No fans. Uh, mm, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can almost understand the clock though, because I mean, my, my watch is set but to an analog clock, but... I can almost understand that. I just don't think they teach it, and they're not really teaching cursive anymore either. Yeah, I'm fine with that, too. I don't think we need to teach cursive. No. I mean, it's beautiful, and it's pretty, but as soon as I didn't have to use it, I've never used it again. And I have great handwriting. I I like to use cursive. I still do. But, I mean, it's you're right. There's so many many things that we could be focusing kids on learning. Like, this is how you buy a house. Yeah. This is how you save money. Yeah. You know, like... That kind of stuff. I don't think we should teach them to balance checkbooks anymore either. Yeah. Nobody uses checks. That's true. Except, I my, I except my dad. My dad. Yeah. I was talking to my dad on Saturday, and uh, he had broke his kneecap. He Ooh. fell. He fell getting out of his truck. He's okay. Good. He went to the doctor, and it, it was finally healed up. They put a brace on him and all. Oh, he's taken care of between Leanne and her brother. Her brother does basically the same thing she does, except for like joints and trauma. So. He was covered if something real bad happened, Good. but uh, it, it ended up healing up just fine. 
And I was like, where are you going? He's like, I'm going to go Mr. Crow's place, get my hair cut. He's got his hair cut in the same place for 40 years. That's great. Mr. Crow's retired. Mr. Crow was a barber who wore a toupee. And I, he, uh, I remember at like 10 or 11 going, that seems weird. <laughs> I remember saying that from the chair. He was cutting my hair. And he was a great barber. And I remember and I remember looking at my dad, I said, I don't think his hair is real. He goes, It's not. And I was because my dad said, It's not. It seems weird that he was cutting my hair, but he had fake hair. Yeah. It seemed weird to me. Yeah, I get that. I think it's a legit question to think that's it. But anyway, Mr. Crow has since retired, but is he still has the same little shop and uh, he was my dad was ranting and raving, walking around the house. I was like, Well what are you looking for? He's like, My checkbook. I was like, You're what? My checkbook. I was like, why do you need your checkbook to get your hair cut? He goes, I ain't got any cash, and they don't take credit cards, so I need my check. I was like, seriously? That still exists? I thought we... Just stop at the ATM, Pop. And he was like, oh, there's no Alabama credit union between here and Mr. Crow's place, so I would have to... So he wouldn't pay the he extra dollar fifty. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, Dad, find your checkbook. It's a different... My mom finally was like, George. I heard her in the background, George. And you could almost hear the... <laughs> and like, she just handed him one of her checks. Just, mm. just please. Do you, does Leanne know where everything is? Does she help you find oh, God, things around yeah. the house? Oh, yeah. Well... Like, do your, eye, do your eyes stop working to where you can't, like, see, like, hey, where are the taffy logs? Do you look all over and not see them, and they'd be, like... Leaning, well, like, I'm not there? allowed in certain parts of the house when it comes to that. I'm not allowed, like... Um, I'm not allowed to put anything away in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. Like, that's her world. Oh. Like, you don't mess with it. The kitchen's uh, nice. Yeah, it is nice. She loves her kitchen, it's and I'm not kitchen. allowed to put anything away. Um, I get that. I'm allowed to wash dishes, but every time I do it, I do that wrong. I don't load it right. No, that you never do. No. Husbands never load No, I'm, I'm, terrible. I'm constantly reloading. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm not allowed to do that. Pretty much... The only thing that she and I are incredibly old-fashioned about is, like, she does those things, mm-hmm. and I do all the outside things. Yeah. We... He helps me, like... He does all the outside stuff, for sure, When she loves doing that. Yeah, I enjoy it, too. He's got this big old... Like, his dad had this commercial lawnmower, and he was like, I don't want it. I don't need it anymore. Do you want it? And Mike's like, yeah. So he, like, fixed it up, and now he uses... That thing works great, you know. He he's like Forrest Gump. Like yeah. he, you put him in that huge tractor at Kennesaw National Park. And oh, he's I just bet. Like, he's like, oh, the kids were looking at me. Yeah, I would love that too. I would he, love that too. Ooh, I tell you what, man, they make you jump through some hoops though yeah. to get on well, time like, with them. It's government. That it government is. job. They basically he is doing a seasonal position with them, and he loves it, and he's just doing so much. But the uh, the way that they work and have to do things, it's very time consuming. Yeah. and slows things down. Yeah, it's government work. And he he's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, let's he, just get this done. Mm-hmm. So he's actually been remodeling the bathroom at the cold house. Oh, that's cool. And because they have had a leak for years, and I know this. Because my guitar player for my band, which is called Chattahoochee Golden Child, which we will be coming out with more music probably next year. Um, but 
my guitar player Jake works there mm-hmm. and he lives in the cold house and I was like oh you smell like mildew your house yeah. has a problem and I might it ain't good I, for you either no it's that leads to black mold and all kinds of other things oh yeah I lived in a basement apartment when my my dad passed away in 2010 and I split up with my ex who helped me take care of my dad mm-hmm. so I lost like two of the most important men in my life all in the same go and I um was just kind of crawling out of my hole and the being a caregiver and being depressed and trying to figure out who I was and where I was in the world. I was 28, you know, so I was yeah. hitting that, that You're time. That yep. and, and then, bit, like, hitting it hard. Oh, and music. All I was noticing about all the music that was coming out was it was all the button pushing and stuff, uh, which I love. Yeah, I'm down for it. But, but yeah. I didn't. I was like, this is not, like... This is not what I create. So who's yeah. going to actually dick me? And then I had just... And it was like, I suck. <laughs> yeah. For years. And then I finally was like, I'm so miserable when I don't do music. I'm so miserable. And I started writing more. And um, I don't feel like I've ever had like a super strong support system around me with music. You do now. Like that. Yeah. And now with this community. Now. Oh, yes, I do. And when, when my dad was alive, though, he was my yeah. biggest fan. Sure. Like, my mom is super busy, and she's got her own stuff going on, yeah. and she's always been like that, and she's always going to be like that, yeah. and that's just who she is, and I, I love her, and she supports me the ways that she can, and I get that now. Um, my sister is very, very, very... She's, she's one of my most important and... I don't like I don't like I, I can move on with my musical life if my sister doesn't dig my music but if she does then it's like take that box you know no yeah 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 like you know it's good shit you know, like, yeah like cause my sister and I grew up going to concerts and shows together it was like our thing like yeah. older we, or younger she's younger she's three years younger than me like we went to we went to Music Midtown one year and we were having such a great time and all of a sudden this like mosh pit opened up right in front of us when we were it was like god it was like 1999 or something so who was out then it was the uh dang it I can't go running moon it's on the tip of my tongue again it's one of those stupid bands that ended up doing the um oh yeah the aha Give it to oh, me, baby. Oh. Offspring. Yes, that's the same. Okay, offspring. so it was Offspring, but it was before they got really poppy. Okay. And then this huge mosh pit jumps, like, breaks out in front of us. And I, like, I step in front of Jess. I'm like, oh, crap. And then this big dude goes, and, like, steps in front of us. And was, like, keeping the crowd. And we were like, thank you, dude. And we gave him a big old hug. Yeah. And he walked us back and kept us safe. And then the Black Crows came on. And then oh, we were, like, wow. we discovered the Black Crows together. And that was, like. That was the first time you'd ever seen them? Yeah, live. And I'd always heard them on the radio, but seeing them live, and then that became our thing. And, like, we've yeah. got all these old ratty Black Crows t-shirts, sure. and they're probably, like, them, Jeff Buckley, Tori Amos, Sarah McLaughlin, Jimmy Nico of ours. Um, there's more people. Like, Queens of the Stone Age now. Um like I'm not, I'm a very very heavy like alternative and rock influenced person. Yeah. And when I, I first that. I started playing with Chris and Chris was like oh, he's like you leave room for guitar solos and stuff. I'm like oh, yeah I mean isn't that normal? Like don't shouldn't you? I don't know. I never thought about it being anything. I love that guy too. Talk about a guy that's just mm-hmm. so cool and laid back and. Dude, he is. It's just. You see, what you see is what you get with Chris in such a beautiful way. Yes, he is so understated in 
the way he does music and it's so perfect and it's so beautiful and when he needs to like amp it up like he joined when I first started playing with him I was I'm always like nervous because I don't want to play music with somebody and then like really believe in them but not be feeling the vibe yeah. with them because sometimes that, happen. that happens yeah. yeah it does and I'm the kind of person I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings yeah. um, especially if they're nice and you're not vibing yeah. you know what I mean yeah. like musically you're not vibing yeah yeah. But with Chris, like, he had asked, you know, he talked about, man, let's play together. And I was like, yeah, you know. And then it, it took me a little while, and I started kind of doing some recording on my own. And then I went and played a show with uh, at Chip Jones's thing. And so yeah. Chris played with his friend. Who was John. back in town, by the way. Yeah, I know. He yeah. wanted he wanted me to play this week. And I was like, I can't. I've got too much going on. Or last yeah. week. I was like, i got too much going on. That balance thing, right? Yeah. I was like, I, I literally can't. Um, yeah, he, Chip only calls me. If it's like, usually it's someone drops out and it's the earliest spot. Yeah. <laughs> he knows. He just right. knows. Yeah. And he knows I'll do it for him. Yeah. That's, yeah. Fun. That's always such a fun night at oh, Chip's. Yeah. Well, any there. chance I get to hang out with Chip yeah. is good enough for me. Yeah. I can't wait to hear about his trip. I can't either. I need, plus, he's, he took my amp with him, my Fishman amp that I oh, normally play shows. Oh, yeah. I let him borrow it for the trip in case nice. he got to play a show yeah. or something. And they were in Gina's, like, I think she had, like, a Honda Pilot or something. So they didn't have a whole lot of space. Okay. So I'm Perfect. interested to hear the stories that go along with that. And I was like, so uh, we have you done any writing? He's like, not yet, but that guy needs to write. He needs to. And it's just, I, I don't, it's not his thing, I don't think. Not, maybe not now, but we can we all grow start, and no, do no, different we start, things. We got to needle him a little bit. Yeah. I think I might play golf with him on Wednesday. Maybe the first time I played golf in forever. He's a golfer. I did not know that. Not surprised though, honestly. I don't know if that'll happen. We'll see. <laughs> Try to think. He's so sweet. Oh yeah. yeah. So I, so I like saw Chris play with his friend John, and I was like, oh, you were like so. Guitar. Yeah, he sits back. He does, and also like sonically, he doesn't sound like ever. Like, and I love. That's true. He I, doesn't. I love, like, the way people play around here, yeah. but he doesn't sound like everybody else. Well, the beauty of it is because he plays through that good cell amp. Mm-hmm. Now, if I can just get him a Takovich telly, man. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I'm sure he'd go for that. Yeah. He's just, he's been such a blessing in my life. Like, he, because he's he, a sweetheart. He's he the really first is. person I've, I've really, like, been able to talk to. Like, and he's got the skill set and the knowledge and the passion and, and the drive and is excited about my songs. And he yeah. feels them and to the depth that I feel them. Yeah. And then I, like, I started realizing that we started playing together. We're like, oh, my God, this is so much fun. You yeah. know? Yeah. Like, do we just go best friends? You know, that kind of thing. And then I was like you know what? I really think you'd be a good fit for the band like you should join my band yeah I was like you know but we're not my band is comprised of um two dads they're single and you know two government and state employees so they've got their they're set they do the thing yeah and we can practice one night a week and I love the way we sound it's that's the vehicle that I always envisioned yeah. myself having music through a right. sort of, like a rock band yeah. and we're a solid rock band but um, I was expecting too much of them because and I knew what they could do like I knew their schedule I knew what they were co- capable of and it was just like okay I'm gonna have to deviate and do this thing on my own Yeah. but so like Chris so basically what my solo stuff is is it, it's more of an acoustic 
more dialed down, but still really like atmospheric, mm-hmm. bluesy rock version of what the band is. And the band is just a bit heavier, more intense. Like yeah. we'll do more intros that'll build up, and we like my songs that are really emotional. Um, I have one called Splinter that's about heroin addiction, and it, it's just like. It's the same chords repeating over till a certain point, and it like just shifts, and everybody in the band just really gets into it, and we just get into the zone, and really, it's just it, it's so like <sighs> when we're playing together, yeah, and it just feels so beautiful, and like that's a a band that I will never leave, right? I will never change the players of it, yeah. It's just a beautiful thing where it is, and as soon as Chris and I are able to get done with the solo project, which is called States of Grace, then we Which will... y'all have done a lot of great stuff. <coughs> Thank you. I'm yeah. really... Everything I've heard, I've loved. I've loved it. I'm so excited. Like, this is like my... Like, this since I was 16, I've been writing music. Yeah. And a lot of it, like, nothing is actually from being 16, but, like, as early as 20, 20, yeah. 21. Like, no, 19, I think the one... Well... Actually, that song's not on there yet, but there, it it could make it. Like it's just a, it's a fun little drop D blue song, but and I wrote it when I was nineteen because I was obsessed with this dude whose name was Thomas, and he worked at this restaurant with me, and he just flirted with me. Ooh, did that boy make me feel like I like like he was really into me, but he really was not into me. What was his last name? He didn't have a twin brother, did no. he? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I only know one Thomas from Georgia. No. I met him on the cattle ranch, believe it or not. And he has yeah. a twin brother named John. Oh, that's fine. No, I don't think so. And I'm talking uh, identical. Is he like olive complected? Mm, With yeah, dark hair? Yeah. Yep, they got dark hair. Colorized. They were originally from Sparta. I don't know, I'm colorblind. Sparta? Sparta, Georgia. Oh, like Greeks? They, no, Sparta, <laughs> Georgia. It's crazy. They own their families, which this. 100% says we're in the South, but they own their family's original plantation. They're loaded. So how do... How am I supposed to feel when I hear... Well, Because it's like... I'm like... Mm, it, it's weird. Make you go, because, hmm. Well, here's the thing. they did. It didn't get passed down from generation to generation to generation. At one point, his dad realized this was their old family. The, the old antebellum home was there. It was ratty. Like, falling apart ratty. And they literally lived in mobile homes on the property until they rebuilt the whole family home. So, I mean, yes, there's this horrible fact that it was one point a plantation that being said not every plantation in the south was full of people that were uh, not paid to work there and treated horribly they weren't all if you go back in history a lot of them were most of them were i don't know the history of that but to make a long story short they went back and they bought all this property and then they've redone it so yeah, it, it might have some stains on it because it was a plantation, but there's no other really way to put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's really just their family land that their dad bought a hundred years after it used to be something hmm, else. That's pretty So that's kind of cool. Yeah. But no, I mean, yeah, it's like you say the word, I guess the word plantation, got, even though I grew up running around the woods of a plantation, yeah. you know. I mean, the word itself is not a bad thing. It's the connotations that come along right. with it. Right, and I think growing up in the South. Yeah, and when you hear plantation, you think a certain thing. Yeah. You do. And like the subtle racism mm-hmm. that, that, oh. Yeah. 
like that that mind shift was like oh my god yeah I have mixed emotions about some of that stuff too and not that you're wrong because you're 100% right I 100% agree with you but I will tell you the most racist place I've ever been in my life was Ohio really yeah again I grew up in Alabama and we all you know down here we get the the name of the most racist place in the world or in America I don't know if that's true yeah now our history is (coughs) ugly Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of reasons for the stereotypes. Most stereotypes are based in truth. Whether you want, you know, yeah. they they pretty much they came from somewhere because things were at least that way. I don't know. I, I, that's something I wrestle. And everything you said is correct, but at the same time, there's a thing I wrestle with in my head about. I mean, there is the subtle race. You're right. No, I'm not arguing any of that. It's just a weird thing. Something that goes through my brain a lot is like there's a drive-by trucker song called the duality of the southern thing have you ever listened to that Mm-mm, song I'm you, should going ch- to. you should check it out yeah um but it, it kind of speaks to those things yeah you know um it's i mean it's it's just like when i think about the subtle racism that was just normalized in my my upbringing and the people that were saying these things like Oh, yeah. Like... Everybody. You know, I was like, do you hear yourself? Yeah. Do you you hear the words that are... I think it comes back to what we were saying earlier with, you know, like a certain group of men, specifically probably white men, are never going to understand that they're doing certain things to women. They, They literally, I don't think they can comprehend it. Mm-hmm. You're sipping your tea? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying, though? Mm-hmm. And I think it's very much the same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the same thing. <laughs> I'm not saying that's right by any means. No. Because no. I don't think it's right. And it's not. But you can't generalize everybody, too. Like, no, that's why I'm saying a yeah. certain amount of them. Yeah, that's why I'd like, I know plenty of boomers that are not that way. Yeah. Plenty of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably more that aren't than are. Yeah. But I know plenty that are. Yeah, I know, and I will, like, jokingly, like, generalize and stuff. I mean, I guess that's punching down, and I'm going against, yeah, oh, the hypocrisy. Oh! Again, see, sometimes it's funny. Dang it! I just... I, don't got, know, just, I got myself. You just judge everybody on a personal level. Yeah, one on one. Yeah. There's some people on my Facebook list, and I'm like, when I see their posts online, I'm like, oh my god, scroll. Oh, I just and, I just delete them. Yeah. Well, I mean, I used to not do that. Now I do. Just immediately. I I will I see I, I go I get emotional I'll go through phases and like there's just one person that I just like I really like them as a person I love seeing them and like talking to them in real life but then I'm just like. Dude, like, well, it becomes that thing that when you, you know, you make me feel like you really hate me just seeing the stuff that you're posting. Well, and it, yeah, yeah. Like, and it, that's how it comes off. It's like, yeah. Like, when people go, like, they go, like, all hateful, like, liberal, no, 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 no. And, like, I don't consider myself a liberal, but. I, I grew up with a best friend who was gay. Yeah. And when we were in school, people would write AIDS fucker on his locker and they yeah, would spit on him. Yeah. And he ended up killing himself when we were 21. So, um, that is a community that I live and breathe for and will will fight for and, and, and do everything I can to help give them the equality they deserve. 
And if people don't like that, then they're not going to, like, they're just not, we just have different ideas and that's fine. But, like, it's still, like. Oh, I'll say this. If you don't like that, you can go to hell. I'll say it for you. Preach. Because, I mean, even, uh, let's just say, let's just in theory say that, and this is 100% hypothetical. Let's just say I believe that being gay was wrong, which I don't. Let's say I believe that it was this choice that you made, which I don't. But let's just say I did. You can be reprogrammed. Let's just say I I believed all those things. That still doesn't give you the right Mm -mm. to be horrible to another human being. No, it doesn't. You know? It doesn't. And just like the amount. I don't like Thai food. (laughs) I don't like it. Why? It doesn't taste good to me. But I don't, I'm not going to say, hey, Leanne, you shouldn't eat Thai food. Uh, it's that simple, though. I mean, I know it's a complex issue, but it really is that simple. It's like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah. Everything is that simple. It is. People make things way more complicated. I know. Okay, so that person, you know, I, I don't know. I, I can't think. I'm very much uh, to each their own and let them do their thing as long as they're not hurting anybody yes. else. That's how I feel about pretty much everything. Yes. But... Y'all never understand being that hateful to another human being. Oh, I want to just like seeing what he's gone through. And now I, I remember being always more like of the uh, underdog, you know, supporter ever since I was a kid. I guess yeah. I've always kind of felt like that since we grew up um, more poor in a very wealthy environment. Yeah. So I always felt like we had to kind of fight and scrap for whatever. And then, and being from four kids, it was like, you know, survival of the fittest. Oh, sure. <laughs> Lord of the flies. Yeah, shit. you better show up and eat your dinner because it's going to be gone. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, that that was just bonkers. But there's a lot of great things from my childhood, but there was a lot of stress and strain, too. And, um, I mean, I'm grateful for it now because it's made me into the person that I am and I love who I am. Um, but it's taken me a long time to get yeah. to this place, you know. Yeah, like it, it, it didn't. I, it, I didn't able. I wasn't able to start living really until my my dad passed. Like, cause let's see, like I dropped out of high school and got my GED because I thought I was gonna have a record deal, like right out the gate. <laughs> I was like, I'm 18. Here I am, world. Here I am. Are you gonna go play shows? No. Nope. You gonna write songs and let people hear? Nope. nope. You gonna get better at your instrument? Nope. Nope. I'm gonna get depressed and I'm gonna go wait tables and be mad at everybody. <laughs> And that's what I did for a couple of years. And then I got hit by a drunk driver. Yep. And um, my best friend had killed himself like a year before. And my dad was showing all these weird signs and he couldn't speak properly. And um, we knew something was very wrong with him. And he was having seizures and we didn't know it. And he kept showing up to my house that I lived in with my ex, Justin. And um, he was just hanging out. And Justin and I talked about it. And I was like, something's wrong with him. He's like, well, he can move in with us. And... He did, and he shared a room with Justin's son, Connor. And Connor and Casey, his kids, were amazing, and they accepted my dad into their world. And, like, as far as, like, I was in a relationship with a man who was almost 10 years older than me, and he had kids from a previous marriage, and his kids were amazing. They still are. I love them dearly. Um, Connor, like, has memories of my dad still, which is really cool. I'm sure. And that was the closest my dad ever got to grandkids was Justin's kids. Um, which he loved kids. Like I take after him with the the nurturing and the yeah. um, loving kids, and just seeing the light and the joy and seeing the world right. through their eyes. Like he was always able to do that, and he always made like he's one of these people. Like he could just make you feel like you're the most important person in the world. Right. And he would just listen, yeah. you know. And which is a lost art. 
man. But he listened so much. He like, he didn't ask for the support he needed. He didn't know how. And I think he was depressed. I know he was depressed, but I think a lot of that depression played into the dementia coming on Mm -hmm. so quick. I really do. But, um, yeah, he moved in, he moved in with Justin and me when I was 22 and I became his primary caregiver and we struggled for about a year and a half before we could even get him like SSI because that's all we could get. He didn't have any money, had nothing. Um, and, uh. He started. He was having seizures, and we didn't find that out till Christmas morning. Had a seizure when we were opening up presents. I'd never seen a seizure before, and we had to call the paramedics. And they pray. They were in the middle of praying, from what they told me. And it was, um, it was the Cherokee County number seven. And I don't. I don't even think that one's in. I don't see it run anymore. But um, they showed up and they had been in the middle of prayer and they thought that it was cardiac arrest and they got there and it was a seizure and they were like really relieved that that's all it was. But I didn't know it was a seizure and my dad was like turning blue in front of me and like I, my little brother ran into my bedroom and slammed the door. I was like, Jared, go in there. You know, and I was like, call the police. Jesse it was like, I've never been through that. I, I don't do emergencies well. I'm trying to train myself to be better about that. Because no. I've had to do active shooter training at preschools. That's fun. That's well, nobody is prepared for a Christmas morning like that. So you can't beat yourself up about wow, that. Wow. Yeah, that's true. I um, mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, but we spent the afternoon at the hospital, and um, he had had a, that that seizure. Like he was able to have conversations with us and talk to us, but after that, he could never fully articulate himself and tell us what he needed. Like, because he had aphasia. It was like the seizures were given this thing called aphasia, which prevents you from being able to, I think, um, create, like, full consonants and syllables. And I didn't know that. And I just went to a seminar a year and a half, two years ago, and then heard a lady speaking, and she was talking about that. I was like, oh, my dad was trying to talk to me. And he was actually, like, in his head, he was saying words. But they were like, you know? And I'm like... Oh, man, bless your heart. It was the worst. Um, so that was like my 20s. Everybody else is going out, going to college, getting drunk, having fun. They're like getting engaged, getting married, having kids. And I'm like changing my dad's diapers and having to choose a nursing home for my father who is 54, 56, oh, 58. Man. Like, I don't, and I'm not good with numbers and times and dates and ages matter. and things like that, but. It was way too young to win. It, it was a yeah. It was a lot. Yeah. So I write, I write songs for dead people. I lost Matthew, my best friend, to suicide. I miss him every day. And his sister, Sarah Beeman Clark, is going to be playing on the song I wrote for him. It's called oh, Spoke Signals awesome. and Promises. That woman plays a mean piano. I used to lay underneath their young chain grand piano in their living room at their house in Roswell where we grew up and I would listen to Sarah practice and just lay under the piano and just like be washed over in the waves of gorgeous classical music and listen to Matthew playing and practicing and Sarah was just so gifted and Matthew she just could hear stuff and she's still like that but Matthew was just very methodical and by the book and he had to practice so hard to get Mm -hmm. to where he wanted to be and he was such a different musician than her and I adore that family like I will still go and just knock on his parents door Sure. They, they so and a lot a lot of people from the LGBTQIA community will get kicked out by their families, mm-hmm. right? 
I got kicked out by my mom. We got into a really big fight when I was 18. And, I, like, I just pissed her off way too much. And um, Matthew's family took me in. So he would never get kicked out. He had all the support and love from his family. But I got kicked out, and they took me in. The summer before, he went off to college, and it was the best summer of my life. Wow. Like, hands down. Best summer of my life. I was so codependent on Matthew when he left college. I was like, <laughs> what am I going to do? But... He, you know, he went down there and he... Well, you probably had somebody that was there all the time for you for the first time in a long time. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it like that, but yeah. yeah. Like, my, my parents did as much as they could, well, you I'm know? sure. I didn't mean it. No, 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 I like know, that. but... No, they... I'm but just saying you had that person that was solid. Yeah. And he, like, unwavering. Yeah. Unswerving devotion. And, and those people in your life are rare. Anybody's so life. rare. And when you find them, you better cherish them. You better so, hold on to them. So fucking. I never met another friend like him. Yeah. I will never, ever, ever meet another friend like him. And I miss him every day as much as I miss my dad. You know, like, oh my God. He was just such a light. And he, <laughs> oh my God. He could throw shade like nobody's business. Them gay men can do that. They, they've made an art out of it. Lord my, have mercy. My buddy Paulo is that way. One of the most amazing artists. Like he's a sculptor. We worked together for a while. Nice. He's the same way. He's a shade throwing Woo! something together. I love it. I love, I love it, it too. But yeah, he. There's no. There's. He used to always like. He saw so much more in me than yeah. I ever saw in myself. And my, I think he saw as much of me in my as my dad ever saw in me. And it was my dad, so I wouldn't listen to him, right? Yeah. But Matthew made all the impact. And if I have a child, if I have a son, his name will be Matthew. Just, I, he's, that means God's gift. Yeah. And he was. Uh, I love him so much. I'm miss him. I gotta drink my tea now. I'm gonna drink my tea and my feelings. Wait, no, this is my feelings. That's your feelings. That's your, that's your tea. <laughs> it's already coming to be all like one. No, I think it's beautiful. But I think, I think you have, there's nothing wrong with a, <laughs> couple of tears shed over two beautiful two beautiful people that were in your life yeah there's well, nothing wrong with that couple of tears and a lot of songs come out of there's it there's nothing wrong with it, that at all yeah, I think that's beautiful I've had people in my life like I write music as my therapy to help process that stuff yeah. so when people are like well intentioned write some happier songs yeah yeah they, it's like yeah, you know what you're actually insulting the, me. those people can go to hell too I'm tired but yeah the happy songs are boring. The best happy songs already been written. It's it's boogie shoes. You can't top it. No one will ever top it. It'll never be topped. Yeah, it'll never be topped. Uh, it'll never. There's no chance. So don't worry about it. You can't be done. And the saddest song, at least in country music world, he stopped loving her today. It's already been written. So we're just writing songs in between the two. That is a, a brutal. It's so good. But but. <laughs> Who wants to hear a happy song all the time? I don't know. So like with <laughs> I mean, I do enjoy a few happy songs, but the ones I like are like sappy Jimmy Buffett or Kenny Chesney songs. They're all about flip-flops in a beat somewhere. Yeah. And that's just because, man, I want to go there, especially this time of year. I hate the fall. I, I know I'm like one of the rarities of it. I hate it. The minute it starts getting hot, cold, I get depressed. I hear the George Strait song, Chill of an Early Fall. It takes me back to this one girlfriend I had, and she bought me that CD, <laughs> and she broke up with me, and then she went crazy 
crazy. And one day in class, in, in Latin, she pulled all her eyelashes out. It got real weird. And every time since then, when it gets cold, that's what I think about. She took, she was like, I took Latin. I did too. Latin. Like a dummy. Why I, not take Spanish? I took Spanish so, after that. Uh, no, I, I was just, glad I did that, though. I took three years. Oh, I can't remember that. After. I don't remember it. I remember there were five declensions. I remember that it made sense to me. Languages, I, I think being a musician. my teacher's name. Oh, I had Coach Fields. He was a soccer coach. The coach taught Latin. Oh yeah, dude. He was a, he was a smart dude. He was well, he had a, a mustache, rarity. glasses. He was this tall, skinny dude, and he would like just go off and like he was hysterical. He was a great teacher. I remember she had blonde hair. I don't remember her name. See, I have that thing though. I have this weird. I don't know what what you would call it. Like I have, um, I did, once, once I process, I, I'm a big believer in. Like I listen to a bunch of Joe Rogan podcasts, but that, oh, yeah. that's where this kind of came from. But uh, it also was something I've thought for years. Like you only have so much bandwidth, mm-hmm. and if it doesn't fit into something that I truly need in my life, yeah, it's yeah. gone. Yeah, I just erase. I mean, where can you get to that point in life where you start to like realize the energy that you put towards certain things has to. Yeah, like yeah, there's just go. some unnecessary stuff, yeah. like because you have a finite amount of energy that yeah. you're born with. You know, yeah. our battery only lasts so long, yeah. and if you and I only have out, so much hard drive space. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna get rid of some of it, and I'm gonna put other stuff in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Definitely. It's it's such a strange, it's a strange time to be alive, but it's a really cool time to be alive because if you're creative you have all this ability to be able to do like such cool stuff and like I was saying earlier it's just you can create who you are as an artist and you can like oh yeah I'm an artist okay well yeah and I can present myself how I want to and I can do what I want to do oh absolutely so yeah so I should be artistically be I'm gonna release a live CD yeah all things yeah sorry I was listening that that stream started doing something weird I just wanted to make sure we were okay sorry I'm just you're gonna what hi y'all it's got a slight delay yeah I've heard about that online. Yeah. Um, uh, where are you going to do the live CD? Well, the, it's already been done. Where'd I did it. Do it? Um, I did it like earlier this year with Jeannie and Katie. At oh, Chip that's Sing. right. I knew that. So, um, Steve Z-Man, I, I can't remember his last name, but he, one of Chip's friends, he just came out recording oh, it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, the girls were like listening to it and they said it was really great and I hadn't listened to it. And then I finally listened through it like a couple months ago. I was like, hey. I don't suck in this. It turned out pretty good. Damn it, I'm kind of funny. Yeah, this might, you are funny. Like, I can... Okay, maybe... maybe and then I'll go, I'll go back and listen I to think it. some of that funny comes from uh, the dark times you've been through. Because that's where humor really lives. Yeah. It's in that deep, dark... I'd rather laugh, than oh, cry, yeah. honestly. Like, yeah. even though I love sad music and it's... There's nothing wrong with a good cry. No, but, like, I, when it comes to, like, watching TV and the things that I try to watch, like, I'm very affected by watching news, so I don't, like, I don't like that news yeah, Like, I don't watch the news. No. I don't watch, like, it's horror movies. It's the same movies. thing over and over again. Nah, I'm not a big horror movie, though. I've never been into that. I like paranormal me. stuff, but that's just something I'm into. Yeah, I'm interested in But that's in not that. really scary to me. Like, I'm into that yeah. stuff, but... Uh, and I'm hate watching The Walking Dead at this point. We hate watch it. It's too much gore for me. Yeah, I don't mind the gore because to me it's. Fa- I I really get into like 
the uh, like the makeup and stuff of it, like yeah. the literal how they do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm really into that kind of stuff. But at this point, I'm just literally hate watching it because <laughs> the story's so terrible at this point. But oh, I'm, really? But I mean, I've invested, what are we on, seven or eight seasons? Like, yeah. Leanne and I've invested. We'll probably watch it tonight. Yeah? After this. Do you have yeah. to work tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, I don't sleep. I don't sleep. Dude, my body would be like... <laughs> oh, it pretty much is most of the time. No, that's why I'm like making all these doctor's appointments while we have insurance. Yeah. No, I don't blame you. I'm like, we'll go to this doctor. We're going to go to this doctor. We're oh, going to yeah. get everything. You got that government out. insurance, too. Honey. Oh, yeah. Honey, $212 a month and $1,000 deductible. Yes, please. And you got it. Yeah. And we it have, helps. like, we have a little bit better than, like, basic coverage, you yeah. know? And that's all we need for right now. But it's it's helping out big time. And I'm oh, yeah. grateful for it. Gracious am I grateful for it. But. Yeah. Um, what was that? I do like really, really dark comedy, though. Yeah. I do like... I, yeah. I like comedy about death. Like, I like shows about death and that there's explore, a, like, the other side. Do you, do you like, like um, superhero things? <laughs> you don't have to. I'm not a hardcore fan. I'm not like, oh, my God, the next well, Marvel film is coming out, guys. Like, yeah. I'm, like I, I love that people are into it like yeah, that, but I, I just am. I get so bored. Well, I am with certain ones. Like I'm a huge Iron Man nut, but I just like Iron uh, his, Man. His his humor is uh, yeah, fantastic. I, yeah, and it's well written. Uh, and did you watch Black Panther? I love Black. Okay, Panther. the young girl that's in Black Panther. I'm telling you, she's gonna be the next Iron Woman. Oh yeah. His little sister. Oh yeah. Think oh, about it. Yes. Think about it, because Iron yes. Man's done. It's over. Yes, Queen. No, okay. So I don't know. Like I haven't, I haven't seen that. Oh. That's well, okay. I already know. Well, the well, I mean, he's. Yeah. He died. Damn it. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. alert. Sorry, y'all. You know what? If you haven't watched it by now. It's sorry. It's, I mean, I haven't watched it and I know We're way past on. the statute of limitations on that, I think. I'm, I'm pretty sure that we but can all move I on. I still think she's going to be the next Iron Man, which I think is awesome. Oh, yeah. That would be amazing. Um, Or Iron Woman. Um, or Iron Person. Whatever she wants to be called. <laughs> we'll go back to that. Yeah. But there's a show on Amazon Prime called The Boys. And it is the... I don't even know if they meant it to be this way, but it is the darkest comedy I've ever seen. I think that I know what you're talking about, and I've been interested in it, but I haven't watched it. You may or may... Don't... Is it gory? Don't hold... No, not really. There's... Like hypersexual? Mm, a little bit. I'm like, I like, okay, boobs are great. That's fine. No, no. I just don't need to see it for a whole No, show. uh... You know, if I want to watch porn, to I'll go to Pornhub.com. Come on, we all will. I don't think... I'm trying to think. I don't think, I don't think there's any boobs in it. Nope. Have you ever noticed that? How like in these shows, like in the first couple episodes, they'll make it very sexually heavy, mm-hmm. and then after that, it's like you don't see a sex scene for like three seasons. That's what. Well, the first scene or the first episode, the first second, there's no boobs. There is a penis. Mm, that's well, always like, like hey. <laughs> but there is no. I'm trying to think. I don't... I can't remember. If there are, they're not... It's not like watching Game of Thrones. See, I, I can't even watch See, that. See, I love the Game of Thrones, though. I, I, I'm sure I would love it. You love the storyline. It. It's actually really and, good. And love Last the, season was terrible, but... The acting. and, and you would actually I, I like it. the fantasy stuff, too. Yeah. To a degree. I'm not, like, hardcore. Like, yeah. I get I get into, like, sci-fi, and I get into fantasy, and I get into that stuff just enough that I wouldn't mind being an extra in one of those films and wearing, like, elf ears or cool dresses, whatever. Yeah. Like, I, I'm down with that. But, um, yeah, I don't... 
I get, I find I get really bored with stuff, and I'm like, okay, maybe I can get on my phone and I can. Make I will say this some again. marketing shit. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I kind of get that way too sometimes. I do. I will say this, and I don't. This sounds somewhat sexist, but I don't mean it. <laughs> but I do mean what I'm about to say. If I was a hot girl, I would make so much money. Because I, I would have no problem. You and not what I well now let me preface that. That no, doesn't no, mean I'm, I'm not gonna have my boobs out all the time. Right. It won't be about that. But like for example, like on Twitch where we're streaming, there's a lot of you know you can stream video games and people watch you. Yeah, play those video yeah, games. yeah. And there are several women that I watch, and I don't watch them because they're pretty. Some of them are. Some of them in my. They're not my taste or whatever you want to say. I'm trying to say that without sounding like a complete asshole. Um, but if I was in their play, like I've told Leanne a hundred times, with your accent, just put your hair down and just play the game. You know how much money you'd make? I would, that's what I'm saying. I would totally do that. I would I, I would totally do it. But so, okay. it makes me sound sexist, and I don't mean it. It's not- I'm saying I'm just going to exploit the system. <coughs> I no, would exploit I the system. I personally, the older I got, have gotten, and maybe it's because I'm in, I'm married, and I'm, I'm I love my husband, sure. and that's the attention that I want. But yeah. I'm at a point in my life I would like to be recognized for my merits and not for what I got on my body. And what I'm, I think that's 100 percent fair. Know? All I'm saying is, no, and I, I, and I, I get, respect. I get where that. you're coming from, and I respect all women. Or at least I certainly try. But I would, if I was a woman. If I was a super, super hot dude, I would do the same thing. There's no avenue for a guy to do that. Jason Momoa? Yeah. If I was Jason Momoa, I would never wear a shirt. Ever. I mean, he, he's beautiful. He is. He's, he's very, beautiful. He's very easy to I was look Brad Pitt. At. I would never wear a shirt. Like, those guys are too pretty. Like, they're, that's, that. I don't know what, well, Brad Pitt's too pretty, but Jason Momoa is Jason like, Momoa, he's like that, chiseled out of, the hair? but he's chiseled out of rocks. Like, he's beautiful. He is I unreal. totally get it. Unreal. I totally get that. that but I find that unattractive. <laughs> I'm like, you would make me really insecure in a relationship just because you're too pretty, you know? Yeah, maybe. I don't like know. That's like, I, 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 I have, um, I struggled through with a lot of insecurities through my relationships previously. And even in my current relationship, like just, I, I, like when I was 18 and I got into my first serious relationship, all of a sudden I turned into the crazy girlfriend that I like always made fun of. And I was just super insecure. And I didn't know that person was inside of me. Yeah. And she's been present every relationship. But once I got into a relationship with somebody that made me feel comfortable and safe and didn't stick their finger in my brain and spin it around because that's just their norm and some women can handle that and they don't mind that. But for me, it was like, eh, that didn't work for me. Um, So Mike is the polar opposite of anybody I've ever dated. I really want to meet Mike. He's so, he's the sweetest thing. I really want to meet him. He raps. Does he really? Yes. He's like, he's such the polar opposite of me. Yeah. He that's, is. Well, that's, Leanne's the polar opposite of me. Yeah. Like 100% the polar but y'all opposite. y'all seem so well matched. Well, we are. You because we're different. Equally yoked, as they say in we're, church. We're, we're completely different, though. Yeah. Mike and I She's are, She's 100% type A. How did y'all, ooh, yeah. Like, she that. couldn't be more type A. God. 
and I, so nice. The exact opposite. Yes. I mean, I, I'm not lazy, and I have a work ethic, yeah. but I'm not type A. I'm not type A either. Yeah. I'm like, I'm ping pong. Lit. I'm type ping pong girl. Like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, I, can't, I have a hard time concentrating on one thing for very long. Yeah. It, with the exception of this, comp- that's one reason I love this podcast is because you, it's the one, I've said this min- a million times, but it's, it's number one, it's rare to sit across the table from somebody anymore and just sit and talk. As Greg Drews put it, we just sit and visit. Yeah. You know, that old term yeah. that my, my dad still uses it. It's, well, I mean, it, it, I think we talked a long time ago, and I feel like you really are becoming like a, a, a pastor to us musicians in a lot in a way. Like you... Uh, maybe. Like, I try. You're not, not you're trying to save our souls, but no. you are definitely helping to unify a community. You know, I am trying to and, do and to raise a community up and I think that's what a good pastor or preacher and leader of a, of a church or a spiritual organization will do I'm starting a cult I always wanted to why not you're mm-hmm. young start a cult dead yet I'm not that young <laughs> I do remember one time you're old enough to start a cult though you know at the end of the church service when the preacher stands down at the end and people come down down the aisle and stand in front of the pulpit and they can talk to the preacher while everybody's praying or singing I do remember a time, and I've never said this on the podcast. I don't know if I've ever said this out loud to anybody. I remember I walked down the aisle, and I was crying, just crying. Because whether or not there is a power, I don't necessarily, at 42 years old, I don't necessarily know what that power is. Is it a higher power? Maybe. It might be. Is it? Is it all made up? Might be. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm okay with that. But there is a there there is an undeniable power in that situation if it's done right. Yeah. And I remember walking down the aisle and I was not very old. Um, maybe 10, 11, 12, somewhere in that age. I don't, I have no idea. And I remember I walked up and I hugged my dad because, you know, everybody else walks down and they talk to the preacher. I'm walking down the aisle and that's my dad. Right. Just make, yeah. So there's even more weight on that situation. And I do remember saying, I want to do what you do. And I, and it's really kind of hit me over, like, the last few years. It's like, I didn't want to stand behind a pulpit and yeah. preach to people. And, I, you know, I've always made this joke for years just to lighten that whole statement up but like in the middle of any good congregation there's a Greg because you can't spell congregation without Greg <laughs> so I did I'd say if I start a new band if I start a new band we'll call it the congregation I love it but then it. I also thought about it calling that like anybody if I ever build a listenership to this mm. podcast we're yes. going to call it the congregation please because I you, think it's funny. Can I be a, a part of the choir? You of the absolutely can. Because I'm the biggest chorus noise. nerd. Lord have... Okay, okay so my, my, I can sing, and I have the musical knowledge that I have, even though I dropped out of high school, and I, I did get my GED. Um, but it's because of three musical teachers. That's your insecurity right there. You keep saying you've got your GED. Nobody cares you're... You're a fantastic person who has turned their life around and teaches a bunch of young children from the ages of 18 months till five. And then they left there. They four went months. Four months. <laughs> they went from four months to five years old. Now they're taking piano lessons. They're moving on in this world and they're doing great things. So stop telling people you got your DED. Well, GED. I don't. I don't. That's yeah, the thing. You've done it four times. But right? but I, I don't know. I feel like I could be. Don't, don't say you know. Okay. Don't. I'm telling you. I don't. You're like, good enough. 
Thank you. I don't say it because I'm afraid that the parents will hear. I used to be super afraid, and they're like, oh, my God, they're not, this is my child is being taught by a high school dropout. Ah! But because I teach in town, and I teach people that have... I had a very jaded outlook as to who the parents were because I didn't get to spend a lot of time with them. And yeah. then, I don't know, I got more confidence in myself and yeah. started to meet. I'm like, oh, y'all are my age. Oh, and you went and, to- and on top of that, sometimes when, especially, like, you know, you teach certain people that have, like, if you're teaching clients that their parents have a lot of money, there's a stereotype that goes along with having money. Not everybody that's rich is an asshole. No. No, they're not. they're not. And then everybody that goes to the schools that I teach at, which they are higher, yeah. they, they quite the tuition's pretty pretty reasonable. It could be. Yeah. They they don't they don't make a lot of money, and they're yeah. just putting their kids in that school because they want the best for their kids, yeah. and it's a fine education, and they work really hard, and you know I am I am dude I am blessed because I may not have a bunch of. Uh, like adults or millennials screaming my name and singing my songs, but I can walk into, like, I have three schools that I teach at, and I can walk into those schools, and I know that I'm guaranteed a smile and a hug. Guaranteed when I walk through that door. If I'm having a bad day, those kids are going to make me forget everything, and it's just going to be me and them, you know, and just seeing the joy on their face. A good solid hug means so much. Mm-hmm. And I'm a hugger too, and I always worry about that in today's age. Yeah. But I'm still gonna hug people. Somebody's gonna get mad at me at some point. My old boss, Dr. Lee, that I worked for, I learned so much from him about being an entrepreneur, and he's an amazing man. And he taught me. I, I I put myself on it. Like I worked for him right after high school. He was a, a an ex Navy SEAL, and he was a chiropractor, and he had his PhD, and he just wanted to work between the medical industry and the chiropractic and, you know, meld the two together because yeah. he believed information is power. He was not like, oh, the medical industry, yeah. You know, he's like, no, let's do this let's together. Let's all learn this together. Yeah. And he treated people from a whole person approach. Mm-hmm. So when I go to, I'm going to like doctors and stuff now and I'm like telling them my symptoms. They're like invalidating my symptoms and they're like, well, you need to talk to somebody else about I'm like, that's right. You don't think like that. Okay. Because that's the school of thought I'm from. Like, my mom is... Um, always been alternative medicine type stuff and we've always taken nutritional supplements and stuff so I'm and Dr. Lee opened me up to that but he dude he's he was so amazing I don't even remember where I was going off about him uh, it, it went something from the fact that I said I hugged people oh yeah, yeah. he hugged from heart to heart cause he said your heart knows the vibration of another heart and once mm-hmm. they're connected they know each other. Uh-huh. He would say something along those lines. Here are all these little leisms. Well, I always try to like if I don't know you that well, I'll do the side. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That way, because there's no there's no way you can misconstrue that. At least hopefully. Right. And you can tell if somebody wants to hug you or not. If I know you, I'm gonna hug you. You know, I think I've seen online that, like Keanu Reeves doesn't he like doesn't even touch. Yeah. He just makes it look like yeah. he's because I mean, and I don't blame him. I don't blame him either. But it's a bummer to some extent that we can't do that. Yeah. I mean, especially it is. I would love to talk to Keanu Reeves. Oh, he's such I would a honey. Love to, I would love to talk to him. <laughs> yeah, he's a good person. All the stuff I've heard about oh, him. Oh man, and like his collection of like antique motorcycles. He just seems like a cool dude. I didn't know about that. Oh yeah, I like, know about him. He has him. his own motorcycle company that builds this one specific motorcycle. That wow. Like at the heat, yeah, he's a cool dude. If you research him like deep down, it's built a bunch of schools that he never told anybody about. Just did it. I believe it. Yeah, I mean, I know he's donated a good majority of his money to 
like cancer research yeah. and things like that because they lost his sister and then his he made all the John Wick movies which I know if you don't like bloody things no. you definitely won't like no, those no I think the, the last but they're amazing I, they, I, I haven't know, seen I've heard, the third one yet I've heard they're really good I think my last favorite Keanu movie was um, Point Break the best one he ever did no oh, yeah, no question. I like um, no Point Break what's that the, the, the Catholic one with Rachel Weisz. Oh, where he's... Uh, Constantine. Yeah, Constantine. Constantine was Constantine. good. Constantine's good. That's I, good. Other than the John Wick movies. I, I, love, I love the original Point Break. Yeah. I love it. I don't think I've ever seen it. It's pretty good. It's uh, him and Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Johnny oh, Utah Swayze. going after Bodie. Oh, I can talk for about for a while. I'm sure. I mean, all, Bodie and his crew—they all dress up like they have presidents and they rob banks just to chase the endless summer. That sounds like a Mike movie. It's so good. When Mike and I first started, they remade it. It's terrible. Oh, I remember that. Who was terrible. in it again? Actually, it's not terrible. I just wish they would have called it anything but Point Break. <laughs> I don't know. It was some newer. Was that Channing, that Channing, Channing Tatum? And, um, what did they redo? Him and... Um, was Channing Tatum in it? God, what? Channing Tatum no. and... No, they did the Miami Vice. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I was confusing that, that with Miami Vice. I didn't yeah, see The original it, Point Break is great. That's and great in like a really horrible way. Right. Like a like a like a uh, Lost Boys kind of. Way. Yeah, like a Lost Boys or Varsity Blues or something like here. Uh, I don't you want your life. Yeah, it's so hard. <laughs> Honey, did you start a cult again? These are my people. <laughs> that little boy when he walks up and he's got the glasses on and the blonde hair and he puts the condoms on the counter and he goes, "Assalamualaikum." I was like. That's my little brother. That's exactly what he was like. <laughs> I could see him doing the same thing. But I, when his mama goes, looks at him and goes, Honey, did you start a cult again? <laughs> he goes, These are my people. I laugh. To this day, I love that movie. Oh my gosh. When did it come out? 88? No. No, it was later than that. It was was it? A, yeah, it would have probably been... I was in high school. 95-ish, probably. Oh, was, it, was that a mid-90s? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yep. There's so many things I miss. Billy Bob cried because Billy Bob's a crier. Mm. Tweeter drank beer. Tweeter drank beer. I love. It. I can. It's ridiculous. You could play that movie with the sound off. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I could quote it. That would be me with Wayne's World. I like Wayne's World. And Braveheart. Oh, I like Braveheart too. My favorite movie of all time though is Lonesome Dove. Yeah, that's a good one. Augustus McRae. Have you seen Redhead to Stranger the movie? Oh yeah. Have you seen Honey? Uh, have you seen? Um, <coughs> oh shit! What's it called? Damn it! Is it Honeysuckle Rose? So that's my like listening. I think it is. Because you talk like my my grandparents. Oh no! And my dad. No no no! Like my fam- my dad's family is from Atlanta. Like we're like, ugh, our family goes back into Georgia like to like the eighteen seventeen hundred something like that. Um, but like it's that cultured southern they forget to put R's in words mm-hmm. it's my dad it comes from my dad and he's like son that costs $40 yes I love that yeah I forget to that's put like it. my granddaddy and I the, miss hearing and the, that and the older I get the older I get the more that comes out like where R's are just not even a thought anymore yeah my dad I, I've tried to explain that to people there's a difference in a southern accent and a redneck accent. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. There's a culture, like, like maybe it exists down in Savannah still. And yeah. Like, that part. South Carolina definitely Yeah. Has it. I know a lot of folks from up there, and they all have that. But it seems like it's more drawn out. 
In South Carolina? A little bit. But like I'm talking like specific like it's like it's like what your dad sounds like and it's yeah. like my my grandpa. A lot of three syllable words. Yeah. And it's just for no reason. It's really it's really soft yeah. and it, it's a really like the consonants are kind of rounded off slightly like Irish sounding accents mm-hmm. are. And I miss hearing my granddaddy's voice and I miss hearing my daddy's voice. So my granddad died, um, Shit, he died in all in that space too. Getting hit by a drunk driver and all that. My twenties. All right, y'all. This is where unfortunately my microphone decided uh, that it was done with our conversation. Leanne and I went and talked, went on to talk about a bunch of good things. I'll have her back in and we'll we'll do a round two. But she's gonna she's got an idea to write a book that tells you know kind of the story that she's been through in her life, especially in the twenties with her father and having dementia and. A lot of things she went through, and she's a survivor, and she's an amazing woman, and I was super happy I got to talk to her. I am terribly sorry that the microphone cut out, but, you know, technology, it is what it is. I can't do anything about it. But thank you all so much for listening. Again, I'm sorry for the abrupt ending. But uh, as I always say at the end of the episode, if you only do one thing this week, y'all be nice to one another.